0: Live. What's going on, Armand Banks? What's happening? What's happening, bro? Hey, thank you for coming on That You can miss me with that podcast. And uh hey, tell the people a little bit about yourself. I'm about I'm about to go share this on Facebook. Make people know we live. We live. Oh, okay,
1: okay. Uh my name is Armand Banks, born and raised from St. Uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, damn, 30. That sounds bad when you say it like that. (laughs) Damn, I was gonna say two, I was gonna say 20 something, but it was like 30. Like, ah, all right, 30. Um, I'm a professional barber. Uh, I have a wife, lovely wife, and an amazing son. And all I do is I'm a full time father, part time barber, man. I don't do too much of nothing. And you know, I'm a um. I'm a very, very
0: avid learner. That's what I am. So, I'm sitting so here
1: I'm, I'm, watching your I'm son. like
0: too. That's oh, yeah. You, you're the petty king. you yeah, the yeah, petty yeah, king petty. for real.
1: That's what
0: I am. Oh, we live for real.
1: Yeah, we live. Let's get it. Yeah, we live, baby. I, about wish I, my, I wish I had my other phone, man.
0: Hey, I I'm about, uh, I'm about to say, shoot your wife a text tell them, let, let her know uh, you on here. I, I can't
1: because I'm on my
0: phone. Man. I know. Don't worry about it. It's good. Right. It's good. So, uh, so I'm really excited. I,
1: uh, hold that thought. Yeah. Hold that thought. Don't move. Okay. Don't move. I know we're live. Don't move. Don't move. Okay. Hold on. hold on. Wait a minute.
0: I feel like I should be burning time right now. No, you're good. Uh, Armand's out here uh, broadcasting from his barber chair, killing the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you just fine. This oh, going to be great. This is going oh, to be great audio for the listeners to start the episode. <laughs> They'll be all right. They'll be all
1: right. <laughs> They'll be all right. No, we oh, got The other uh, phone right. in the car.
0: Oh, snap. That's what I'm talking See how that about. Works. See Yeah,
1: I'm, yep. I'm always prepared. All right.
0: All right, I'm I'm, already, I'm calling out Malcolm and Wesley because I want him I want him to be on here personally, especially Wesley when I start talking about him.
1: Please get Wes on the phone. Please get oh. Wes on the line. Please like, get Wes? Wes on the lines. My
0: I'm, I'm, I'm tagging him right now with his with his thirst trap uh, Facebook picture. That's exactly <laughs> what he do. That's exactly you know he does that. Like uh, don't get me wrong,
1: you know what I'm saying. He worked he worked for his body, but
0: I get I got it. I'm like. Yeah. Really in the pool? The only thing else you a- could be like saving some child from a burning like from a burning like building be, with his shirt off.
1: You don't want to be in the library or nothing. Like you want to be in the pool, bro.
0: Uh huh. Trying to make the rest of us feel bad and stuff.
1: Can't make me think feel he- bad.
0: Oh, he think he's <laughs> better than us though. With that picture, look at him. He'd be all right. All right. So Armand, i uh, um, first of all, I love when you post uh, your son. Uh, on IG, and I'm like, man, either this dude gonna be the greatest baseball player I'm ever gonna see in my life. I sat there, I was like, this dude might ma- actually make me start watching baseball when he get grown enough.
1: Hey, listen, um, I think it's in the blood though. Like, it ain't it ain't my side of the, the the genetics that's giving him that stuff. It's it's my wife's side. So you know, I wasn't an athlete; she was. And mm. I don't know. Um, when, matter of fact, I bought him that thing, the first baseball bat and tee, when he was like nine or ten months. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't we don't got a lot of toys and nothing like that for him. He actually has more books than toys. But when I bought it, I was like, "Well, let's you know see if he likes it." And he Man, up the bat. Huh?
0: Wes already talking, bro. Wes already talking.
1: Don't worry, I, I'll see on that <laughs> later. I,
0: it, I don't
1: think I can see his. Uh, oh, there's the chat button.
0: Yeah, there it am is, I, right am there. I, am, I, am I still here? Yeah, you can, you can still chat. You can chat on the side. So oh, Armand's okay. using his phone, so he he a little. He might be a little slow on the draw, but ah, uh, there
1: you go. Yeah, on my side, ah, I see
0: you, Wes. Okay. I see it. you, bro. Hey, thanks for the love, but we coming for you at the end, all right? We yeah. tired of your mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, our uh, so Armand. Uh, first of all, don't sell yourself short athletically, man. You paid O line. I think ever since I stopped playing ball, I respect O linemen so much more. Are you I respect him so much more. Like all the first of all, all the pounding y'all y'all go through. Like yeah, mm-hmm. we really can't do much without y'all at all. Like if yeah, one O yeah. lineman is trash, that low yeah. key mess up the whole team if we plan. So yeah, I,
1: res- yeah. I, res-
0: I respect I I respect O lineman even more. Ironically, I respect corners even less. Now that I've really? I'm done them I'm
1: gonna be honest with you, my respect for receivers have not grown much because you guys have the offensive advantage, man. Like That's, you guys hey. get to do whatever you want to do. But you guys is your position is very, very dependent. So mm-hmm. I completely understand you all's plight when when you say you open, I, you might have been open, like you know. You might have been, <laughs> been, been open. I probably wouldn't know because I wasn't doing my job, but you might have been open. You might have been open. So
0: all I all I know is that uh, I was watching some uh, some old film. Luckily, I downloaded a lot of our games from Huddle before, and you know, we actually mm. talked about it. so I was watching that, and I was watching who was it? Uh, I think our sophomore year, where I think when we first met, was Ernie at a game. Like he's uh, Sean's throwing some past the houch, and we good, but you watching Ernie just straight up like judo flip a dude in the play. Ernie, I'm like, Ernie was yeah, the things you don't see, you don't yeah. see in the play, but you watch, and I'm sitting there like, man, y'all crazy out here, just doing yeah. all the crazy things, man. That
1: that Monday or Sunday morning, Sunday, Sunday afternoon film sessions, man, were, were classic because you start to see a lot of the things from a bird's eye view now, you know what I mean, and uh. At least playing offensive line, you really don't know what happened on the play until the play is past you. Like, yeah. even when a running back is past you, it's like, oh, okay, we did good. Or when a receiver catches the ball, oh, okay, we, you know, we can move down the field. But offensive line, you got like tunnel vision, man. It's,
0: uh,
1: how it's deflated
0: is it? Like, so we're going to use West because he's a receiver. I'm a receiver too, but West played more than me. So we're going to use West. You watch West run downfield. He, oh, he opened. He about to score. Great pass from the quarterback. You just watch him drop it. How, De- deflated are you? Because I'm mad on the sideline, ready to yeah. give me. The-
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not deflated for real because it's it's more so like we know anything could have happened. So, like I I look at offensive line from the perspective of when you pass the ball, there's three things that can happen. He can drop it, we could take a sack, or it could be an interception. The best thing that can happen is you know, he catches the ball, but um that's not in our favor. It's the odds are one to four, so I can't complain because I can't do it better than him. That's how I look at it. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, on to the next play. But if the game is on the line, you know what I mean, and I need you to catch the ball. You got one job, bro. <laughs> you got one job.
0: Uh, oh you know my God! Saying? And I've seen us yeah.
1: drop a bunch of passes, so you know we're not gonna go there right now. It's
0: all, right. <laughs> all right. So let's let's jump right into it. Uh, Armand. Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for like real quick turnaround. Obviously from the time I shot that text on your on your Facebook profile to for you agreeing no to do this. But you you start up a podcast uh mm-hmm. and I just want you to talk about it. Then I got a few questions for you about kind of inspiration or why you do this, anything like that. But just talk about your podcast a little bit.
1: Yeah man so I started a podcast called the Something for Fathers podcast. Um at first what it was a derivative of is a lot of I guess you could say recordings that I've had already that Mm -hmm. hopefully one day after I'm long gone from this earth, my son can listen to these Mm -hmm. and have a inside look at what I was thinking about or advice that I already either shared with him or just something that, you know, he can pull from for knowledge and guidance and things of that sort. And I was like, well, all right, if I'm doing that for him, like, why not just formulate this, this knowledge and advice, couple with other people and see if we can just leave something out there for just the world, because there's a lot of, uh, men out here who are fathering and they don't know, they don't have somebody in front of them to show them the way, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm a product of that myself, but also there are a lot of men who are out here fathering, who just want to be better. They, they had somebody in front of them, but they just want to be better than that guy. And -hmm. I think we are, a uh, a combination of, you know, our parents, parenting us coupled with culture, you know, and, uh, if we can just give a good perspective of, of fathers just around the board, that'd be something for a lot of fathers that they can use. That's a benefit to them.
0: So kind of use my own kind of life example. Like I was raised by my mom. So okay. my, my, my dad was in my life, so to speak, but man, he's, he's still back in Africa. Okay. So, you know, there's only so much, um, I guess the relationship can kind of grow without really mm-hmm. having your dad there every day. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I listen. I love listening to just things I don't understand. And, I, I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, look at you. You you have a son. You're married. I mean, I'm single. I have no kids. Like, I'm just sitting here, like, any any chance I can use to learn, that's why I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. I listen mm-hmm. to Joe Biden's podcast. I listen to people who think differently. I even listen to these two Australian guys in, uh, in uh, obviously, in Australia who review comic books and stuff. But, you know, they don't. Okay. At the start they didn't really know that much but then kind of watching their knowledge grow and how they approach it and things like that i mean i just mm-hmm. like listening to people who think differently
2: yeah yeah.
0: so that's why i was really excited about your podcast listening to it i'm sitting like okay this is something different to even learn before, so eventually when i if i do become a father someday in the future to kind mm-hmm. of have like a cheat sheet to know what i've done because i've seen uh, my own friends you remember uh jt braddock
1: yeah, JT, yep, yeah. Yep.
0: yeah, So, I mean, he met his wife, <laughs> his wife already had a child, and then to see kind of what he, before him, to see how he just kind of took that on and became a great father. Now, he, uh, they just had the their second child, which is technically wow. JT's first child, so to speak, and kind yeah. of seeing how he's just like a father that I think every father should aspire to be. So I mm-hmm. sat there like, man, I don't know if I would have been able to do that, especially back when they first met. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, I really, I really... I really really love your podcast so far, so um just wh- how where can people find your podcast?
1: uh every platform I know the three off top is uh Apple, anchor, Spotify um, and then there's a couple of other that it's distributed to. I can't think of those three that they are, but I know it's six platforms right now for sure mm-hmm. anchor, Spotify, or apple um, so
0: i I would recommend you get it on Google Google podcasts as well.
1: Okay, okay. I you so get there. on there
0: cuz it's basically like the big 3, you know. You got Apple, mm-hmm. Spotify, Google, and then uh Stitcher works real well. I got I got mine on iHeartRadio as well. Okay, okay. It's just, you know, you, you know you got to do the submission process and each one varies. Yeah, then, yeah,
1: yeah. But it's not hard though.
0: It's it's really not. It's not at all. The only yeah. one that I've had problems with is Pandora because man, it took I'm telling you it took months to get mine yeah. on there. So okay. I was I sat there. And it, it was to the point where I completely forgot about it. And then I got a, you know, got the email from them. Hey, your podcast is up on Pandora. And I was like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't even know Pandora had podcasts. Because mm-hmm. I, I guess that's a part of like the paid subscription for Pandora. Most likely, mm-hmm. because you can't even search, you can search the name of somebody and they'll give you music surrounding that genre, I guess, but yeah.
0: That's why I moved over to Spotify. Like I pay Spotify premium. And then I'll be able to get Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan is going exclusive to Spotify. So be able to get that. And I'm sitting there like, man, you can just get whatever song you want. You can create whole playlists or radio stations around the song that you want or the artist that you want. And I'm like, man, Pandora should have evolved a lot more than what they have. Because Pandora was like,
1: I ain't gonna say they were first, but they were doing the thing right early. Mm -hmm. And now they let all these other streaming services come through and kind of do the thing better. And I always say, you're either going to be first or you're going to be better mm-hmm. at, at the thing. You know what I'm saying? You could be a pioneer in the situation or you can be a trailblazer and just, you know, set, set the path a little bit more prominent than the person who came before you. And Spotify, I don't know, I've never used Spotify before, but I hear good things about them. Apple Music, eh, it's overrated, but mm. you know, I could do I think title is the one that I really want to get on.
0: I thought about it, but I was like, man, I I think I looked at the prices at the time. I was like, I'm not about to leave Spotify for this because I I get everything I need on Spotify. It's great. Especially now they just got the ringer, you know, the, the Bill Simmons thing they bought them. So they got, they got all their sports podcasts on there too. Okay. So they got the ringer. they, They got Joe Rogan exclusive for, I think a couple years too. They on the come up, they're doing something right. Yeah. So, yeah and i think they're Pandora, the market they are i mean they they i think they're trying to become like what disney is right now when you look at all the things that disney owns from marvel mm-hmm. to star wars and then mm-hmm. uh it just kind of watching them grow out and i'm like mm-hmm. they, and then, I'm, then they bought fox basically they bought, fox, bought uh, fox yeah they bought everything but uh oh what's up Taryn? what's going on taren garbage stopped in the chat
1: oh team yeah, money team money yeah team money baby his name ain't Terrence his name's
0: T Money. Name. Money. I apologize, T Money. I apologize. But uh <laughs> yeah, Disney bought everything off Fox except for Fox News. They left Fox News and Fox Sports One by themselves, but they bought everything else. So they could so now they own uh the X-Men, they own the Fantastic Four, they own That's Deadpool, crazy. and it's like man, when you low key think about it, Disney too big. No, they're not, they, they're not big they, they, enough. What else can they enough. buy? The only thing I what mean, maybe Maybe. Oh, what up? T- oh, that's right. T-Money's a dad now. T-Money's oh, a dad. Yeah.
1: Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations,
0: T-Money. T- What's yeah, going on? He, uh,
1: yeah.
0: Now he's T-Dollar.
1: You know what I'm saying? Oh, that was
0: T-Dollar. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know what the baby's name is, but mm-hmm. whatever it is, his last name is Cents. and ain't dollars It's Cents because he's a little <laughs> one. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> hey, can you give us a little bit of uh, like particulars on, on, on your child, T-Money, so we can celebrate accordingly on here? Let me go to it. Let me see. Oh, Chris Fields on here too. What up, Chris? Got to do the Chris Fields pose.
1: when we done too? He say it's just a finance. It's <laughs> just a finance course. If so, I'm tuned in. I'm broke, Chris. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> I'm broke, bro. I'm broke.
0: Hmm. Oh, uh, don't hey, don't worry, uh, T Money. We'll get Armand uh correct on there, but he's he's got something real cooking, and I'm I'm gonna give him I'm gonna pass him some advice so that he can be able to uh have more people on his podcast. Thank Parker you. Sean, seven two, uh 7.2 pounds. She's a keeper. Congratulations, T Money.
1: That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, Her name's I- P Sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so hey, if you guys have any questions for Armand or myself, uh, you see the uh you obviously you guys can leave them in the chat. You can call leave a voicemail on here or text the podcast 805-539-2698. I'll make sure obviously Armand gets the questions so he, maybe he can talk about it on his own podcast or so we can do this again in the future. Yeah, we're
1: gonna do it again, definitely for sure. Oh uh, yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. So this was basically a, a, like a little collaboration. Armand's coming on mine. Just kind of speak a little bit, and then I'm gonna go on his, and we are gonna speak also. Yep, so, yep. uh, Armand, let's just dive into. We're gonna go into a myriad of topics. So, it's, it. uh, so let's go back on your podcast a little bit. So, uh, what's your favorite kind of episode so far? I know it's young, but yeah, I also got a stat for you too. So, most podcasts actually fail before they get to ten episodes.
1: Uh, I already got ten episodes
0: recorded. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yep. I already got ten episodes recorded. Like, so yeah, uh,
0: yeah. But so when my favorite I favorite first started, the last one.
1: Sorry. Oh, the oh,
0: last one. Talk to me. No, nah, I was I was saying I, I had this thing when I first started where I was like, I'm not trying to be a statistic. So I'm like, hashtag road to ten. That was like the big thing for me. Hashtag yeah. road to ten. And then when yeah. I was done, I sat there on my left. thumbs, I was like, Oh shit, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs>
1: exactly 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 no that was uh that was a thing for me because i when when figuring out what type of topic i wanted to go with i know i didn't want to do anything in regards to current events i didn't want to do current yeah uh okay i see that that's dope yeah
0: i didn't know i could do that that's
1: dope can you can you share this podcast with my wife can you just send it to her in the inbox or something like that
0: yeah, I yeah. I, if you, I'll share. I'll share with her. I'll share with her on on, on Facebook. I got you, fam.
1: <laughs> but um, cause she texted me and I can't get out of here. But mm. I um, I know I didn't want to do anything regarding current topics because the problem with current topics, you're gonna always need somebody else to feed your podcast. Mm. I figured I wanted to do something that is timeless, and fathering is extremely timeless, no matter what era, or what's going on. So you know, I can go into a whole season of fathering and. 2020 as we know this is the year of uh everything mm-hmm. and um or, yeah bro so <laughs> I, I i'm definitely well past 10 episodes at least recorded that's not a problem but my favorite one was the last one uh the one i talked about me and my father mm-hmm. and i don't so think you've heard that one yet
0: i have not heard that one yet but i saw you post about it and i was like oh that's definitely i'm, I'm gonna yeah. finish it right I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna get all the way through tonight as we talk about when I eventually come on your uh come on your podcast. So, kind of for the people who are listening, okay. the reason I started my podcast was remember Charlottesville a few years ago and everything that happened there. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a while, but you've noticed since we, we've had 45 in office, and just kind of everything's just been everybody's talking, but nobody's listening, right? Mm-hmm. So that was my thing. I sat there because I'll be the first person to tell you, like, I don't know much about the culture, so to speak, you know? So I've been trying mm-hmm. to learn about the people I talk to and things like that. But then I was all, the main question I try to answer all the time is like, why is everybody talking to each other and nobody's listening, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I go into it and just kind of talking like, things I don't understand about society or, especially right now, to talk about current events is very easy because it seems, man, every day we got something something new. Every day. This is a great year for content, as bad yeah, as it is. Yeah, 100%. I, I, But before it was like, I talk about documentaries I've watched, or I talk about, um, like this one documentary I watched called, uh, reversing row, which talks about the declining, like abortion rights in the country. And Mm -hmm. then you thought it was bad, but you're like, man, it's once you get like really into it, you're like, damn, y'all, y'all trying to watch, y'all trying to just kill this motherfucker for real. Like, yeah, 100%. And just kind of learn about that. And all those things I've had different guests on had arguments had, uh, like, oh, like, I don't understand. Uh, me, I'm sitting here right now talking to somebody I'm trying to get on the podcast where she's trying to, like, completely explain to me the abolish the police movement. And I'm like, yo, you're not doing a good job. I'm I'm, I'm going to need you to really explain this to me, you know? And things yeah. like that. That's what my podcast, I'm trying to kind of do that all the time. But also, man, it's a time where, like, I just let all my frustrations out, too, man. I've cried on my podcast. Talking wow.
2: Wow. and I'm sat, That's
0: and real. I think, like, man, this is how you... Like for real, also the the last dance, the MJ docs are on Netflix now. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I've sat there like, I don't understand it, especially there was a shooting, a mass shooting, real close to my house here in, in California, mm-hmm. and that hit me like right there because I was like, Man, my mom, like, what did my mom decide to stop there for lunch or something?
1: Yeah, and yeah, right.
0: There, I just started bawling, bro.
1: Wow, so.
0: Wow. And I've, I've tried to keep it very real in my podcast. And from what I've listened, I mean, you talk about some very, for somebody who's definitely not a father, and I'm like, but these are some topics I never understood
2: mm-hmm.
0: or didn't understand the, the the how important they are.
2: I'm
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so I, I
0: yeah. Man, I, you gotta you gotta stay up. You gotta pay attention because this is important.
1: Yeah, 100%. And that was the goal, uh, to talk about things that the tough conversations, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of the things that we kind of brush over as men, like, just because of our rubato type of uh masculine energy that we keep about ourselves to kind of be this uh what do you call it you know we don't let nothing get to us we let it just roll off our back and we just got to be transparent with one another that way we can continue to grow because if we're not then we'll just continue to do the same thing and the cycle here repeat 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 and Mm -hmm. our kids are going to suffer because of that so
0: so, all right, so let's go into the few- uh so do you have any inspiration What was your inspiration for your podcast?
1: my son actually um uh, that was that was one hundred percent inspiration just to give him a and I'm not saying like I'm going somewhere, but if something was to happen to me, you know what I mean he has a inside this is me speaking to him um for me my my father didn't leave or he's still here on this earth, so I still have access to talk to him but mm-hmm. He doesn't have like a repertoire or an encyclopedia of just his energy and his thoughts and his feelings about certain situations that he's dealt with in life. My -hmm. grandfather, when he passed away, all his information and wisdom and memories and things like that, they they left with him. And I did my best to have as many conversations with him uh, as I could before he passed. But I'm thinking now as a father, I'm like, yo, what would he do in this situation? And I can't ask him. You know what I mean? So hopefully. Um, when my son comes across something and I'm no longer here, he can go back and listen to this podcast and be like, okay, I know how to move now because my dad had some real sound advice or guidance that he may have been giving me when I was alive because it was probably premature. But Mm -hmm. now that I'm in this moment, I can see what he would have done.
0: Are there any kind of podcasts you kind of take some of their style from? Like I try to take mine from my guy, like listen to a lot. His name is Ryan Rosillo. I okay. kind of try and take some, the way he kind of he speaks dry. and You can definitely tell when he really is passionate about a topic. He's done a lot of research on it and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, also, he, he stepped in the mud, too, when he talked about uh, in 2016, why he didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. And, of course, um, he, he worked for ESPN and now he works for the Ringer. So people think he's very liberal and mm-hmm. uh, he got a lot of flack for that. But he, he stood his ground. Was like, look, man, like, first of all, y'all should be coming to me for your political like yeah. opinions. So, yeah. Just kind of seeing him, uh, do that. I take a lot of uh, things from him, but also try to take like whatever little I can from Joe Rogan. Just he mm-hmm, you know, out mm-hmm. yeah, here asking questions. I was like, man, if I was in this seat, I'd ask the same question. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. And as he's having people on way smarter than him. So, you got any podcasts like that that you take some from? So,
1: the one that I listen to the most is this guy named Jordan Peterson. man have you ever heard of him? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, he's on Jordan Joe Rogan podcast all the time.
1: Yeah, so Jordan mm-hmm. Peterson is a, a psychologist and. He's a professor at the University of Toronto, but he has a podcast that is accumulation of a lot of his lectures in class. And I think that's so dope, just the way he talks to his classroom. And it's in a—it's not a podcast setting just because it's in a classroom, but when you yeah. record the audio, it sounds just like a podcast. And it's pretty much a lecture. And I get so much information from that. Um, and that's the perfect, I guess you could say... Uh, paradigm of me not oh, believing Arma? somebody's yo
0: Arma, we you, yeah you broke up a second oh can you hear me you broke up a second can you hear me now yeah just kind of can uh, you start over again for me oh yeah, yeah but
1: with, with jordan peterson um that's the guy who i kind of model behind but he is the the perfect dichotomy of of, of somebody who i don't believe in regards to their political views and ideology but i can still pull something of of uh hmm. i guess you could call it a resource from him You know what I mean? So I use him and it's another guy who my business partner, uh, his name is Kyle Allen. He has a podcast. It's called The Grind is Ugly. And his is just the accumulation of his thoughts and feelings and and current topics. But you know, he's always resorting it back to the theory of the grind is ugly. It'll never stop. You're just continuing, continuing, continuing on until you're no longer here. And uh, you just got to keep that mind state because that way you'll always be able to continue to push forward
0: all right so let's go into kind of uh covid because to be fair i hadn't seen armand sure we 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 talk crap on west on facebook all the time i ain't seen you in what almost five years five six about years five years yeah it's been about mm-hmm. it's been about five years so uh, one of the best barbers I know, but I mean, I got barber loyalty to mine because I had mine cut uh, yeah. by by my barber since college. But I have had you cut my hair before for ironically a school project. Had me out here looking nice when I had that ugly, yeah. ugly. What's with that stuff? I was just, I was just riding. I was just riding that I was, I was messing up. I was young. I was young. Armin. It was the college years. That's what it is. You didn't care. <laughs> That's what it is. You didn't care. You didn't care. God, and it, okay. Okay. it
1: wasn't enough. It wasn't enough cute girls around you
0: to mm-hmm. where
1: you needed to change that up. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. You had yeah. you had you had what we call the Nazi goggles on. You had the nasty goggles <laughs> and the Nazi <nasty> goggles <laughs> is gone. They going they'll blind you. They'll blind you. Nobody nobody of the opposite sex told you that that's not a good thing.
0: Nah, to be fair, especially in college, that wasn't that wasn't me. They weren't coming up and talking to me. We know we don't we both know who they was going up to talk to. Especially right, on the spot, right, 100%. They
1: were talking so
0: West. I was a, I was chilling. I was chilling. Yeah. They was talking to West, especially yeah. me being his college roommate my senior year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I guess uh, so. Quarantine, how especially you being a barber, I know it's kind of how is quarantine being for you, and how you think about possibly going back into it again, especially with you living in so, Texas. Yeah,
1: so we we went back. I uh, think March April. May 28th, I believe, Mm -hmm. that's when we went back to work, but we were out for two and a half months. So when they told us that we were shut down, it was kind of scary because it was like, all right, you know, if I don't work, I don't eat. It's not like I have PTO. I can't work from home. Mm -hmm. Um, And thank God that I had jumped right into saving Mm -hmm. extremely well and then also investing extremely well prior Mm -hmm. to the whole shutdown. So Mm -hmm. I was just saving like there was no tomorrow. I was just dumping money into the stock market, dumping it, dumping it, dumping it every day. And um, that accumulated. It kept growing. It kept growing. And right before everything took a turn for the worse, I sold a lot of different stocks. So that way I had a reservoir of money to Mm -hmm. sustain me those two months. But Mm -hmm. I didn't feel it financially, although there was no more income. But one thing that I did learn how to do was invest better. I learned Mm -hmm. how to invest better into the stock market, especially now that everything was cheap. Um, But then... Now, when I came back to work, I did. I really didn't want to go back to work. I didn't want to. I was enjoying the time of being at home all day, um, sitting there with my son and my wife. And I was I was a couch potato, bro. Like the whole two months, the whole two months. That's exactly what I did. We woke up and we sat on the couch. We watched the stock market and we learned how to do that better. But we just got to know each other, reconnected very, very well during that time. So it So, um, uh, it was a blessing
0: for me. Yeah, if you don't mind me, like, how'd your uh, wife handle? Uh, especially your whole family unit, because of I mean, you're a young family when you really think about it. You're a young family. Mm-hmm. Your son's kind of really starting to hit his stride, and then, mm-hmm. um, and then all of a sudden, COVID come through, and then mm-hmm. I, I, I obviously don't know what's going on with your family every day, and then we'll talk mm-hmm. about how you feel about the future. But how'd your how'd your family how'd your whole family handle it?
1: I think we ended it pretty well. I know my wife was kind of bummed out because their season. So she coaches volleyball Mm -hmm. um, at the club level. And she had Mm -hmm. like three teams, I think, this year. And their season just kept getting like canceled or postponed or canceled and things like that. So that that was tough for them uh, as well, which, you know, because she loves doing that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, granted, what can you do, right? But for my son, I think he really enjoyed seeing both of us there all day. The reason being is because... I missed out on so many things about working and I could have and I saw the trend was going to continue had we not had the pandemic or the, the quarantine.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: I would have missed out on first steps, first words, all that type of stuff, just by me thinking that I needed to be at work all day. And it mm-hmm. was a beautiful thing because it was like, okay, well, this break, I really don't want to end it with mm-hmm. me leaving and going back to work all day. So we split up the time of um just being at home. So I'm a stay-at-home dad. The first half of the week she's a stay at home mom the second half of the week that way at, he's not going to daycare, which I don't trust right now no way I mean you mm-hmm. know ain't no telling who got what out there so it's like <laughs> yeah you know what I mean so yeah um so it's beneficial man he has a parent in his face all day every day
2: mm-hmm. one of
1: one of us is you know especially living in Texas with us being here and we don't have no family here mm-hmm. uh, we I got a cousin that's here but she's you know she works as well so it's not like yeah. you know. It's not like she like up,
0: by all the time.
1: Yeah, exactly. My yeah. mom still lives in KC, so you know that, that's it's it's been fun, man. I ain't even gonna lie. I, I know for a lot of people if it impacted, you know, your family or anything of that sort, then it's or your finances is tough. But for me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I wish we shut down again. We can go <laughs> and shut down one more time. <laughs>
0: yeah. So how do you feel about, I guess, now that we're talking about the future, especially uh, with your business, with you being a barber? I know you've diversified into the stock market. You found other sources of revenue. How you, How's your family, how's your family uh, looking into the future, especially with us potentially shutting down again?
1: Yeah, so my wife, uh, what she did was she took herself and put herself in a position to where, okay, yeah, I may not be able to coach volleyball games right now because of the pandemic. But it's yeah. not to say that I can't coach girls. So uh-huh. what she did is she translated herself and put it into a perspective of, okay, I can do a lot of private lessons and one-on-one lessons. Oh. She's created a, a whole business around that. So it's been beautiful to watch that grow and her clientele continue to grow every week. And it's like funny because I'll look at like the family shared calendar and I'll be like, yo, this, you got this many lessons today? Like, I remember you was complaining when you only had one. Like, so <laughs> to see that continue to grow was kind of similar mm-hmm. to seeing myself and my clientele grow. I remember mm-hmm. when I moved to Dallas, I only had one or two clients a week sometimes until now it's like good luck trying to get in the chair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, it's it's been beautiful, bro. And then for myself, you know, if they shut down again, I think I think the quarantine helped me realize that I need to find ways to make more money based on thinking more instead of doing more. So a lot of people, they trade their time for money. And this has helped me realize that, you know, it's time to really start trading your knowledge for money. and. Mm-hmm that's unfortunately to say pure capitalism, but you
0: know, it is what it is. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I'm actually very excited and I'm like, really, it's, I think it's going to be very interesting to watch your podcast grow. And eventually, hopefully like, I think mine I'm starting to I get, I, I talked about a few, I've starting to get a few kind of sponsorship opportunities, but like, mm-hmm. I'm not just going to like pick up a sponsorship opportunity to pick up a sponsorship opportunity. Like I'll give you one. Cause I already said no, to them. it was a true crime podcast. I wanted to, me read, do a read for them on my podcast. So I sat there was like, I was listening to two crime podcasts. I'll just watch yeah. a documentary or something. So I just sat yeah. there was like, I want if I'm going to, I want something I, I, especially, I know it's weird to say that now when I don't have any, but I want mm-hmm. a sponsorship on mine that I actually believe in or something like that, like something that is more me because I don't want you, if you listen to my podcast like, oh, that's weird. Why is he advertising that? You know? Right, I don't think, right. I don't think it, has mm-hmm. it has to fit. It has to
1: fit. And
0: it has to be beneficial,
1: you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if I'm i'm articulating for or vouching for something that you know because a sponsorship is just nothing but a commercial right Mm -hmm. yeah if i'm if if i'm vouching for said thing i have to believe in that thing or i have to have some type of uh i have to believe in the person one -hmm. of the two you know i can't just do it just for the money Mm -hmm. and now granted you know if you need the money then hey look (laughs) you
0: know you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do but yeah if
1: you if you don't really need to go that lane, then it's beneficial for you to be able to pick and choose because now you get to control the content on your podcast still all through and through. Uh,
0: so let's go into some, now some current event that just that have happened. Um, I know I don't want to kind of go back to it, but talk to me about your reaction when, uh especially since basically Armand Arbery, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, I know for the people, so for some people who are going to listen to this via on the podcast or listen to this now, it's it seems like it seems like old news, but to see how outspoken you've been on just uh, racial issues on Mm -hmm. Facebook and and just on social media, I've been really curious to kind of get your what your opinion has been on what you've seen this last few months.
1: Um, what I've seen this last few months is just exacerbated feelings that have Mm -hmm. been you know tucked up under. At least in regards to the police killings and the, the situations of police brutality, this is nothing new. But mm-hmm. the feelings surrounded around those feelings and things of that sort from just two polar opposite ends of the spectrum. You got people who are saying that, you know, Black lives just wanna matter. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all we're saying. I'm not with the whole political agenda. I'm just saying, hey, you know, we wanna matter to the point of where we don't wanna walk out our house and feel threatened or mm-hmm. feel of, of a threat. And then mm-hmm. you've got one group that's on the other end that they're like, well, you know, that's cool. But why do you have to limit it just to black lives? And it's just like, because I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Get uh... it. But now me personally. Now, this is our mind, you know, four or five years ago, I would have fought tooth and nail with a person to try to get them to understand my plight. Mm-hmm. And the older me, I'm from the standpoint of like, you know what? Racism has been around well before I've been on this, before I've even been thought of. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Racism has been around this 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 world long before I've even been a, been a, a figment of somebody's imagination. And it's going to be around well longer after I leave, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's my responsibility to fix racism. What I think it mm-hmm. is my responsibility is to equip people who look like me, i.e. Black people, to learn how to deal with racism and learn how to deal with racism in a country where racism is so prevalent, i.e. America. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, granted, that's a very selfish way to think, but I mean, what do they say when, you know, the plane is about to crash? What do they say? They say, say, put on your mask first first and then help help somebody else. So right now we have to put our mask on first. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And if that means a a sense of separatism mentally Mm -hmm. from the whole American standard, then that's Mm -hmm. what we have to do. And that's what I think we should head to kind of fix our problem for ourselves. We got to fix our problem we got to fix it and we can't depend on you know um and although we're grateful i'm not saying that we're not grateful for allies of other races to advocate and to defend us in certain situations but we got to become a little bit more economically and politically dangerous to fix our own problem i
0: see what you mean so um i guess kind of to kind of back off so deshaun jackson to kind of go into that for a little bit and you saw how um what he said, my thing is, I don't, I see, I I'm, I saw your point of view. I don't necessarily agree with your point of view. My only thing was that I sat there and I was like, all right, we got to understand even as black with that, we're not the only oppressed people here, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I sat there. I was like, just, I don't want to, my only thing with it, I was like, man, I don't want you to attack somebody else mm-hmm. right now while we dealing with our own stuff. Because you're think- like, like, like just uh, I I think it's just that I don't want to show any cracks right now. We moving somewhere. I don't want to show any right. cracks so, so that somebody can kind of stick their chisel in there and start cracking up the whole uh, thing while we're rolling down the hill. So that's right. why I was sitting there. I was like, and also, you got to understand, like, you got to understand we're not the only one. But also, I like the fact that he's taking steps to educate himself, at least. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. sure, I understand his message. And that's kind of the same thing that Nick Kennedy found himself in some hot water, some hot water in, which mm-hmm. I don't understand the backlash to him so far, mm-hmm. because I remember li- listening to what he said. And now we could talk about that after. But I thought I was like, yeah. hey, man, just don't, like, don't attack. Don't attack the yeah. way you attack. And especially, you got to be informed with this type of stuff. Because what was it? He, people, In the beginning, was like he quoted Hitler. Okay, maybe he didn't quote Hitler. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, first of all, what what the hell's going on? So let, let's go into it. Talk about your point of view on that. And then we can kind of go back.
1: Yeah. So, like, uh I think with Deshaun Jackson and Nick Cannon, what they're mm-hmm. saying is, these things that they're they're talking about in regards to the Jewish community, right? They are saying that the Jewish community came to, you know, who are descendants of the people who, or people who actually went through situations that were involved with the Holocaust, right? Mm -hmm. And they came to America and they benefited from America in regards to the resources and the economical advancement, right? There was no roadblocks for them. Mm-hmm. And what Deshaun Jackson is saying, and what McKenna is saying, they're not—they're not saying that they're bad people. They're saying that, hey, America, how are you able to take care of this quote-unquote stepchild when you haven't taken care of your real child, mm-hmm. i.e., the African people who have descendants here in this country who helped build this country? So what they're saying is, you must—you must first take care of your like. That's like me having another. Let's say I adopt a son and then I treat him better than Malik. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that son that I adopt, because he went through some stuff. He, You know, he, he he was given up for adoption by the Germans and things. that He went through a lot of the tough things over there. And, and it's bad. I'm not saying that it's right. But I abandoned Malik as well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I gave birth to Malik. And I Malik was here first. And I didn't atone for that situation. And I didn't repair that situation. So I let this kid come over here and and, and run free and grow and elevate and continue to own uh, intellectual property, actual property, media property. And Malik now still suffers from just my abandonment of him. And that's that's the disparity. It's -hmm. not saying. And and when Malik said when Malik calls the the stepchild out, it's not attacking him. It's attacking the system. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. And I think that we got to quit letting um, celebrities, though, you know, Deshaun Watson isn't I mean, Deshaun Jackson isn't the person who should be speaking on that because he can't articulate it properly. Nick Mm -hmm. Cannon isn't the person who should be speaking on that because he can't articulate it properly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's our problem. We listen to these people because we as Americans, we are so infatuated with celebrity
0: and fame. I I never understood that. Like, so to kind of take you remember to 2016, all the different celebrities that came out for Hillary Clinton. What was it LeBron Beyonce, mm-hmm. just to name a few? And these are some of the most powerful in terms of just black people, some of the most influential black people on, on in the country, and she still lost. And I sat there, first of all, shame on y'all for looking to LeBron or Beyonce for mm-hmm. your political opinion. LeBron's mm-hmm. yo, if LeBron's out here hosting a free basketball clinic, I'm gonna be in there, okay? Because right. I'm gonna try and learn right. everything. If, if Beyonce has singing lessons or something like that, I'm gonna be in there for that. But mm-hmm. if, if, if the minute Beyonce's like, hey, this is who you should vote for. Nah, mm-hmm. you got to be able right. to do your own research. You got to be able to think critically for yourself, and then not get mad, and like, mm-hmm. and then don't get mad at, 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 at what me or somebody else who didn't vote the same way you were just because either just was was the feeling like we're because just you and my are black. We're supposed to blo- we're, we're supposed to vote democratically, and that's mm-hmm. just ignorant without being able to do our research and right. actually make sure that we're voting we're voting for who we for what we believe in. I can so, tell
1: you, in my household growing mm-hmm. up, like the first the first time that I can even remember an election process was, uh, I think it was Bush Gore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I asked my mother, I was like, oh mama, you know, they talking about the election. Who are you voting for? She was like, I'm voting for the Democrats. That's who we always vote for. And that was the those were exact words. Mm-hmm. She was like, whenever you vote, you vote Democrat. And well, why? And she was like, well, that's, you know, that's the party for black people.
0: That's and why that I'm, moment, I'm like, why?
1: Yeah, So so the situation came up again my first time that I can vote you know, for Obama, right? Mm-hmm. I'm 18. I'm like, bet. You know. Now, granted. All right? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, granted. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. so Obama. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he, The first guy that actually can win and who looks like me, mm-hmm. I'm not voting for him because he's a Democrat. I'm voting for him because he's black. Mm-hmm. Like, That's the <laughs> only reason why I voted for him. I didn't care I didn't care what his policy was, but the third time it came about was when I was at MNU. It was a guy named Richard Rush, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was the second time Obama ran; he was running against Mitt Romney, and he had he had asked me, he was like, "Well, why why vote for Obama? Like, what can he do for you?" And I was like, "Man, it don't matter what he can do for me. Like, he's you know he looks like me. That's representation." And he was like, "That's all you want?" And at that moment, I didn't understand that question from him. You know what I'm saying?
2: Mm-hmm
1: couple of years removed from college, I'm looking back and I'm like, damn, I should have gotten more out of my vote. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I should have mm-hmm. gotten more out of my vote. And thinking about it, I didn't, do- I didn't donate. A lot of people who vote opposite of us, they donate with their dollar, which mm-hmm. is why they get something in return. You buy your politician and you get something for that purchase, right? Mm-hmm. Black people, all they do is go to the polls, they vote, and they go sit their ass back down at home. That's all we do. Mm-hmm. And we expect mm-hmm. something to change.
0: I, I think uh, what we've seen, especially since George Floyd died, we've seen uh, the processes in place and you've, we've seen how outdated they are or how they don't work the way they're intended to. And I think that's also why you've seen kind of like, even my mom remarked the other day, it's like, man, the protests are still going. Like, sure, they're not as big as before, but they're still going. And I'm like, well, if you go off America's original mission statement, hell yeah, they should still keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, And I sat there and I was like, I said it right after George Floyd when I did that podcast. I was like, "Why are we trying to fight for? Why do we have to keep fighting for what America has promised?" And I like, mm-hmm. I want you to really sit down and think about that because, yo, it's mm-hmm. promised to us. But like, mm-hmm. for real, like for real, for real, I, I want to know I, why. I, yeah, I'm I'm just sitting there. Like, hold, I'm hold on because I'm really interested <laughs> in that. I just thought that it was like um, the only reason I'm saying that or I'm, I'm asking that question is because. I'm not. I can't speak for any other oppressed people. I can only speak for Black people, from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn, we we seem to be the ones that got to be working real hard. Mm-hmm. Like we seem the ones we got to keep going. Like, mm-hmm. and just think about all the things we got, all the basic things that we do now because either they gave up or they just kind of conceded that we mm-hmm. have that we have now, and we still have a fucking people still have a fucking problem with us still kind of doing that, doing those what little
1: company? things. <clears throat> what company do you work for?
0: I te- I work for school district in uh, Kansas City.
1: All right. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And you
1: work there and you go to work every day and you, you know, they, they tell you that, you know, hey, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. When you retire from that, com- when you retire for that company, you don't have any equity in that school system.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and that's the problem with black people. Right. We don't have any equity in America. All we have is labor in America. You know what I mean? So over history, they promised us and said, you know, we're going to treat you better this than the third. But the the problem with equality is when you don't have any equity, you -hmm. will never be equal. Mm. And that's the big disparity. We don't own nothing. You know what I mean? And we own stuff. We own things on a a micro level. But on a macro level, there shouldn't be a reason why Nick Cannon can't say, you know what, the hell with you, Viacom. I'm going to go over here.
0: And start something.
1: Not even start something, but Uh the people who look like me have something Mm -hmm. and, you know, they can distribute my creative thinking and processes through their avenues of of media and things of that sort. And that's the perfect representation. So which is why when Nick Cannon apologizes, he has to get back in good graces to continue to receive something from the people who have the equity. Right. Mm So that's the reason why you continuously see protests. That's why you continuously see police brutality is because black people don't have anything of substantial value in regards to productive resources as to where we can own something and say, hey, we're going to fight back economically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I understand that white supremacy, they only respect the loss of money or the loss of life. Mm -hmm. And one of those things are illegal. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, one of those things are illegal, but we can't attack their money if we can't go to war. We don't have, we don't have it collectively. You know. So I, that, I that think goes against the narrative of of oh, black yeah. people have a, a, a ton of spending power, but mm-hmm. you know.
0: I I see what you mean because um, I think we've seen pockets come up. I guess the biggest one that we've that could have really been something was Black Wall Street, and we saw kind of how that came down, and then the fact that it's it's being very. Uh, it's going to come into uh, kind of public out of obscurity, so to speak, here pretty soon. Was it Russell Westbrook is making something? Avery Duvernay is making something on it, and kind of seeing how there was like this oasis in California, showing what uh, kind of black um, spending power, black economics, or black capitalism could be. And then kind of over, over, what it was either either a misconstruing of events or false accusation. It was just mm-hmm. taken down, and the fact that. Down. It was taken down. It was destroyed. And and Oklahoma was like, we, we ain't talking about it, which is also yeah, another is thing that that, that um I, I do not like about us as a country. Like we are not willing to face our faults. Germany does not hide the Holocaust from its students in school. They do not. They bring well, it up. You want to know why? Mm-hmm.
1: You want to know why? Because Germany has a big brother mm-hmm. that that makes them do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm america came to the aid of the jewish people in that situation right Mm -hmm. nobody came to the aid of black people we had to have a civil war Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i'm saying so it's like there was no mother to say hey you need to take a bath Mm -hmm. america you need to take a bath you need to fix what you've broken and you need to repair that situation nobody tells america to take a fucking bath Mm -hmm. it's it's the people who have to smell the stench of America that's trying to tell them to take a bath? And America's so powerful, but it's like man, forget you. I'm, a, you know, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Ain't nobody gonna stop me. Mm-hmm.
0: It's even to the point. Uh, uh, it's even to the point where I want people. I think uh, patriot. I can't remember who said this, but t- patriotism is like I want the reason I criticize my country is because I am a patriot because I want my country to be even better. I I can't remember the exact quote, but it's the fact that oh, if you're attacking America, you're not a patriot. I'm like, hold up. First, I'm not sitting here saying America should be burning down, but the reason I'm attacking America right now is like I want America to be to be better. That America, everywhere we go, and people like man, America, America is out here like, no, Iran, you should live your life like this, or no, uh, Australia, this is how you do things. We Mm -hmm. are everywhere telling people how exactly they should be living their lives, and if they look back, I'm like, hold up, bro, your freaking house is on fire right now, Mm -hmm. and you're Mm -hmm. trying to tell us how to live. So that's why I'm saying, I'm in a way, America won't truly move on until they face. The mistakes of the past because for this country that's all about truth was it uh justice in the american way man we mm-hmm. we we fucked over a lot of people just kind of not even use black people the fact that in world war ii oh, was it japanese people we just placed them in camps in the west coast because we yep. were worried that they were all uh um, but notice notice,
1: mm-hmm. notice 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 mm-hmm. notice the japanese got reparations for that mm-hmm. the, Jap- the, the descendants of that type of uh infraction amongst their people they mm-hmm. received atonement and reparations for that, right? Mm-hmm. And they went to war be- for that stuff, right? Went, well, mm-hmm. the reason why is because there was a country that came to the aid of those people. And they said, hey, you're not going to do that to them. You know what I mean? When in history has anybody came to the aid of black people? Name a time like where there is somebody that, that said, hey, America, we're going to hold you accountable for doing that to this specific group of people
0: the only thing that i can kind of think of was um so during the civil war when lincoln issued the match proclamation and then that completely changed the meaning of the war before it was like hey we're just trying to get themselves the states back in the union because they think they've grown and lincoln then now also it's said,
1: like, lincoln also said if i can save the country while keeping slavery i will
0: yep yeah, yep yeah, you're right he also said it, that as well mm-hmm. so then because the we basically uh, european powers basically were like all right, we're going to apply pressure now on this because it basically, like like I told you, it changed the meaning of the war from, hey, keep the South, bring it back to the Union. But like, oh, we also trying to end slavery, which mm-hmm. completely changed everything. And then the South felt the pressure from your uh, from obviously the European powers, but also military success by the Union in the South mm-hmm. for like the burning of Georgia, basically. Um, right. Right. Uh, I was winning at Gettysburg, all these big victories that when you look at it it's like, man, the South could have won the war a lot of times. Easily could have won the war a lot easily. of times. It's like the easily. union just kept, the unions kept pulling out get out of jail free cards and it was easily. good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, easily.
0: Especially at one point using black lives to do it.
1: Well, you want to know why the, the union kept getting out of jail freeze? Because they had the they had the resources of the finances.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, they had
1: the industrial system in that area, you know. Um, they were a little bit more advanced in the industrial part than the South was. Mm-hmm. And I mean don't get me wrong. There was there was black slaves fighting on the Confederate side,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is an oxymoron to me. But like, I'm like, yo, damn, I'm like,
0: I mean, to, <laughs> yeah, me think about it, even re- the Revolutionary War, it was actually more beneficial for black soldiers to fight for the British than it was for America. Yes. And and you're sitting there. And um, I always find it funny when you see like people like, oh, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. I'm like, I could pull you up so many state charters for when they seceded and slavery's in the first fucking sentence. Like yeah yeah yeah, and I'm sitting like first of all it's I'm like the South could not survive <laughs> without slavery it could not right it well they don't know not. they don't
1: know they don't know that it was about slavery but it was also about free labor mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's I mean that's slavery like it, it, if you're a a capitalist country or a capitalist society you're gonna you're gonna want to pay as little for labor as much as possible and mm-hmm. if I can get it for free and ain't nobody gonna hold me accountable for keeping these people oppressed. I would, you know what I mean? And it just is what it is, but the North saw it another way and that was the disparity.
0: And, and we're kind of seeing uh, reconstruction when the, when the Union Army was there and how things really actually, actually got way better. We're starting to have Black uh, lawmakers, Black lawyers, Black yeah. all this stuff. Then the minute the Union Army that, left.
1: That was when Black people were at their most prominent.
0: Mm-hmm. The minute the Union Army left, it was over. Like the, exactly. the police, the police, um, the police, the kind of the foundation of the police was created then. Um, mm-hmm. my only thing was you had reconstruction, and you you wake down there, you said, Hey, blacks were free, and then there was no like, okay, then what now? Because right. it wasn't like because nobody and nobody nobody thought about what's gonna happen once the army leaves, right?
1: Right, and yeah.
0: and that was the protection, mm-hmm. and to be fair, mm-hmm. I don't think that's the fault of <clears> black people because a lot of that time, black people just like OK, we're free. Some of them, a lot of them didn't know what that meant or how to read, how to write. They didn't have the yep. even the basic kind of knowledge or understanding or resources to kind of understand what just happened. Sure, people understood, but it's it's not like, OK, what do we think about next? Like, right. no, nope, I don't think a lot of people had that ability to be like, hey, OK, do we do we go somewhere? And then just create mm-hmm. our own kind of community like freaking the Mormons just went to Utah, just ran that thing. Like, Yeah, we go I mean, somewhere? imagine,
1: imagine, imagine coming out of like just pure—I mean, pure—just servitude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, let let me shoot you in the head right now, and then ask you what you want to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's exactly mm-hmm. what that felt like. It's like, oh, okay, I'm still alive, but wait a minute, hold on. I can't forward think right now. Like, I I got to worry about if I'm okay. Like, I don't know what to do. I, am am I safe? Because yesterday, <laughs> if I didn't have these papers, I'm getting lynched. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I can't even think about financial progression. And that man, they did a number on us, bro. They <laughs> did a number on us, man. At the end of the day, they did a number on us. And me personally, I have no I'm not saying that anybody else's treatment in any other country is, is justified or at all, but I can't focus on that treatment until we first fix ours. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess another thing, because I watch a lot of sports talk and Skip Bayless, or uh, uh, he he talks about um, how in the protests he's been seeing a lot of young white uh, people in those protests as well. I think we're seeing yeah. um, where their president was Obama, and they're finally starting to understand their power. Like, man, we we're voting now; we can actually start doing some things. So, how have you th- how have you thought about that, especially with technically our grandparents' generation is still technically running the country? And I'm my own reservation about that. Man, you shouldn't be 70 running for the. President of, to yeah. be the President of the United States But that's yeah. a whole nother thing So how the do you feel about the, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the beautiful Go thing ahead. I'm saying about that is the young The young, young Caucasian Americans
2: mm-hmm.
1: They are They are kind of, not collectively But at least the ones that I associate myself with They're mm-hmm. bucking the status quo of their grandparents You know what I mean? Like, grandparent And I'm sorry, everything after Breathing is a learned trait So this mm-hmm. racism, this systematic Growth of white dominance in america that's taught you know what i'm saying and then you Mm -hmm. got people that's our age and younger at least our white counterparts they're like yo look like we ain't got to continually we can still eat but they can eat too Mm -hmm. and it just goes against the status quo but i'm loving that i'm seeing that just because they're they're hearing the side of you know the black side and our plight and they're taking it back and they're challenging the people who are actually in power and one thing I notice is, you know, older white men, yeah, they'll listen to me and they'll let me talk passionately and they'll let me have the history and they'll tell me, you know what, you're right. But they're not going to listen to me enough to where that they're going to change something. But mm-hmm. their granddaughter, their grandson, if they come to them and be like, you know what, granddad, you know, y'all was wrong, or, you know, hey, this ain't the right way. Mm-hmm. They'll listen to them to the point to where, they'll want to make a better life for their grandkids. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to want to make a better life for me. Like, I, I don't benefit them in that way. But for their grandkids, they'll do whatever they can to ease up the burden of society for them. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, and, and, I mean, you're right. It is, it is because that's one of the things about Charlottesville I remember was how many young people were just walking through Charlottesville and ruining tiki torches for everybody else, by the way. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, just, I remember how many young people I sat there, and then that one dude who hopped in the in the Challenger and killed somebody and killed a, a young white lady yeah, you under the, the white side, lady. and and I sat there and I was like, man, how many young people were in there? And I'm like, that's these people are getting taught. Like, yeah. I, I think that's that's one of the things. Especially there was actually a uh, a Blue Lives All Lives Matter protest here last week in California, uh-huh. in my town, uh, right? Actually, ironically, right in front of City Hall. And the thing that I don't understand is like, why would you bring your kid there? Like oh, you're not? you're my my thing's just that I think at that point it's like you are dictating to your kid what they should believe in. Right.
1: right. So I'm sitting
0: and, and I'm sitting there like you gotta let them make that choice for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm like mm-hmm. maybe may, maybe uh instead of having them there like actively uh like pr- like partaking in it because they don't know that much. I mean you had 14, 15 year old uh down I saw the youngest I saw look like he was like twelve year old kid, whatever, out here holding signs. I'm like, this does this kid even know what the hell's going on? Or is he just listening to know. what his, to, to what his dad told him, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. "My dad believes it so I'm gonna believe it."
1: I think it's, that's And it's a, it's a representation of the long car rides of mm-hmm. the two parents having conversation, and the kids sitting in the back. And mm-hmm. it's like the parents they're talking to each other very, very frank. They're they're talking to each other very openly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the kid is just a byproduct of that conversation. And the kid isn't gonna go against what his parents are saying because our kids are sponges. Let's, let's not think that they're dumb. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They know what the heck that they're doing. Um, The problem is, I wonder if they know early on the impact of what they're doing. And I don't think that they know that yet.
0: So I I think that's one of the things that was very fortunate for me, especially with me uh, finally getting my citizenship when I was in college. But uh, me and my mom at that point, which is in a way, when you think about it, it was a detriment because we didn't learn about the culture. We were too busy. I put on grindstone down. My mom's like, man, you got to go to college. You got to go to college. So I'm Mm -hmm. I'm taking care of all that business. And then at that point was like, I don't I don't know that much. So I didn't I didn't come in with any preconceived notions other than, you know, what you hear every now and then or you talking to people or things like that or what you listen to or the media that you surround yourself with. So being Mm -hmm. able to kind of go in with a clean slate, I'm like, oh, snap. I don't okay, I don't know this. I don't know mm-hmm. that, or, or why Why is it that black people always vote Democrat? And then kind of asking that question one time um, in high school, and then having another black kid walk up to me and call me an uncle Tom. And I'm like, boy, mm-hmm. you don't even know what the hell that means, like, just cause mm-hmm. I'm willing to ask questions you don't want to think about? Mm-hmm. Like, just cause, yeah. Oh, yeah. just cause like you said, my, your mom always said we vote Democrat, cause that's what black people do. But, it's, and mm-hmm. then for me at one point to would be like, hold up, why do we do that? And then understanding yeah. why, and I'm, and I'm sitting there like, oh, OK, some of these don't even benefit us as, as black people, just so to speak. And then being able to mm-hmm. like, believe it, well, believe it all, once in a while, the Republicans have something that benefit us too, mm-hmm. even, even if you don't want to believe it. And then having, that was probably the first time I sat there, and was like, oh, man, I'm not really black, so to speak. And I got to mm-hmm. understand my culture to understand why you'd feel like he needed to call me an Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. But then to be like, all right, I got it. I did my research. I talked to the right people. And I'm like, man, he only called me that because he was ignorant. And understanding yeah, that, that was, like, a, yeah. like, literally years later, understanding that. But that, man, that stuck mm-hmm. with me for a long time.
1: Because you, you didn't have an action that portrayed, you know, mm-hmm. um, what we would call in our community, coonery. You know what I'm saying? There was mm-hmm. no action in that moment that would that would warrant him to say something like that. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. just you asking questions. You were just trying to be educated. And him not understanding your plight was, um, that's tough.
0: Yeah. So mind you, I'm not I, I like I came here. Obviously, I got my green card. I was able to go to school. Right. And they, but I remember a few times my freshman year, that was the year before you came to m and you. I had to leave a few times to okay. take care of my citizenship. So I remember the first time Coach Quinn was like, wait, what, you're leaving? Like during the season, I was like, coach, yeah. I don't have a choice.
2: Yeah. I don't have a yeah. choice. So,
0: I mean, like I had to leave, go take care of that. And then I remember the last time I left, I think I left three times freshman mm. year. To, okay. And then the last time to go get my citizenship. And then that's where, as you're leaving, you have to sign up for your political party and all this and that. And I remember... Um, they make you sign after, up for a political party? Like, they're, they're basically like, hey, uh, you want to sign up now? They 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 offer it to you, but it's not going really an offer, if you get what I mean, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember I, I
0: sat there and I left. I left because I didn't know what to... Because th- I was like, I don't want to just go Democrat, just go Democrat. I remember that was really sticking in my head. And then for yeah. a while, I was getting all these, like, political party, like, leaflets information at my house from like okay. that's the first that's where I heard of the tea party all of these different like parties that just like exist that you don't even know about trying to get yeah. me to, to become a part of them and I sat yeah. there now I ended up just going independent and I'm just going wow. independent but it was just like yeah uh but it was just the fact that for a while I was like man I just need to understand before I sign up for something because like mm-hmm. you said I don't want to just do it because that's I don't want to just do it because that's what That's the trend or that's what black people do i want to do it because it's good for me my family hopefully the future to what i see fit
1: so what you were you were you were doing what black people are doing now um and i fear for i don't fear for him i mean older white man but joe biden um i don't think he's going to get the turnout that he thinks he's going to get from young black um voters Mm -hmm. because a lot of black voters are they're young black voters they're going to look at it from the perspective of like hey look same way the white young people Mm -hmm. are doing with their their parents and bucking the system a little bit that we are doing the same thing in regards to just our, our vote. We're like, well, look, grandma, uh, we've been both Democrat for X <laughs> amount of years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah. the hood looked like the hood when you was in the hood and it looked it mm-hmm. hood look like the hood now that I'm in the hood. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing. And granted, we, a lot of us haven't been taught how to vote. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. In the midterms, in the local elections, we we really don't show up and show out in those regards. But now, because we have access to that information and we're starting to question a lot of things, I think we're learning that, hey, I'm going to vote my interest. I'm not going to mm-hmm. vote just a party because this is histor- this is tradition. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I know, bro, it took for me to be out of school to realize, like, yo, like I'm not a Republican at all by you know, a long shot but I do have some conservative ways about myself, at least Mm -hmm. about my moral compass, right? Mm -hmm. But then I also have some very liberal ways about myself too. Like, I do think that there is a lot of progressiveness about myself as well. So it's a a tough balance to deal with. And Mm -hmm. which is why we must um, pay attention to who are these people that are running an office. The problem with that stuff is, man, that stuff can consume your life. Mm -hmm. You know, that stuff can consume you. And I know for a long time, bro, I just didn't vote. I was just like, you know what? They're not gonna be able to stop my well of growth in life. You know what I mean? And and it hasn't. Mm-hmm. But I also knew I also know that, all right, I'm not the only person that's living in this country neither. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um so that's the
0: that's I think, my problem with it. I think your stance of not voting for a while was prevalent was very prevalent to a lot of people twenty sixteen, when we really just had, we had Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, and it was like the country was like enough. I don't want the same old, same old that we're basically going to get with Hillary Clinton, which I think was a lot of countries said. And Trump said this thing remember when he spoke to black people, and he, and he said like, "What do you have to what lose? Do you got to lose? Yep. What you got to lose?" And uh, and he yeah. sat there, and I don't think a lot of people at the time want to admit, but I was like, "God damn, he's kind of right." Like, what yeah, do we have to yeah. lose? Yeah, and no, and that, mind, was, mind that, was, you, that was facts. Yeah, mind you, I don't. I don't think that really meant. Okay, that means we're gonna vote for Donald Trump. I think he sat there. A lot of that that statement hit a lot of people to the point where you saw record numbers of people who didn't vote. And then, mm-hmm. every, and no matter what the polling says that Donald Trump was gonna lose or this was gonna happen, and 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 also Donald Trump found a way to get the people who were so apathetic on the other side, mm-hmm. on 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 the conservative side, to come out and vote for him. Mm-hmm. My and, thing and was, I,
1: if I had to vote for the lesser of two evils. I'm Not mm-hmm. voting for neither one of them, you know what I'm
0: mean? saying? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and I've had that conversation with my mom where, um, where uh, we had a huge argument like probably about a month or two back, uh, talking about kind of what's going to happen. And she's like, You need to vote for the greater good. I was like, Mama, we kind of been voting for the greater good for a long time, and look where we at, look where we at and, exactly. And I'm sitting there like, believe it or not not voting is also a vote in itself that should tell you something that should have told america something that record amount of, amounts of people didn't vote
1: mm-hmm. that should have told not not necessarily america but the dnc you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying at least the democratic party that should have told them that hey your next candidate in 2020 it can't look like the past you know what i mean and, and believe it or not Joe biden looks look like the past mm-hmm. it, bernie sanders looks like the past uh uh Elizabeth Warren looked like the pack. A lot of those people look like the pack. They just came out with, bro, it, how can I think about it? It's, it's it's the same old shit.
2: You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: they just running the same play, the same play, the same. They just changing mm-hmm. the, the face of the team. You know what I mean? That's all that they're doing. And that doesn't mm-hmm. benefit anybody. You know, that doesn't benefit anybody. But I don't think Republicans really thought that Trump was going to be as uh, powerful. As he is
0: all right uh, I so i I agree with I think the fact though so when remember when we had like thirty thousand Democrats running for this
2: yeah
0: at one point it felt like mm-hmm. and then uh that really stuck out to my mind to begin with was Kamala oh mm-hmm. oh, all oh, there you are you there? So Mm -hmm. the person that stuck out to me immediately was Kamala. Like, I remember uh, right at the start, I sat there was like, okay, I kind of, I kind of like what she's talking about. But then I was like, I need to do my research. I'm not just going, obviously not going to throw my support for somebody. And I sat there, and I was like, yo, okay, this lady hella shady, Mm -hmm. hella Mm -hmm. shady. Mm -hmm. And and then uh, and then kind of rolling off that. And then the person who I wish had more burn because I found him real late in the process was Andrew Yang and what he talked about. The idea, that dream, the idea of the fact that he was able to go on to Joe Rogan's podcast and explain the idea of universal basic income to Joe mm-hmm. Rogan and and to the basically the whole the whole uh, nation, so to speak, was like, man, this dude's out here spitting, like really yeah. making uh, really making sense about the fact that, OK, um, things are getting more expensive. But the amount of income that general families are getting is staying the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and mm-hmm. the, the way he explained it and I sat there was like, this dude is going to be a president. If everything goes right for him, he's going to be a president. But one day. that was
1: the problem, Luger. Like everything had to go right for him.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he
1: just wasn't politically sexy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I don't mean that in a, in a sexual way, but like he just wasn't politically attractive. He, an Asian guy, a businessman, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he just, and he spoke very, very different in regards to the American status quo. Like that, that, that scared even Democrats. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which is why he really Mm -hmm. didn't get as much support. Now, 20 years from now, he'll be the perfect candidate.
0: It's too bad. I think also having Trump be the president before him really hurt Mm -hmm. him because it got to the point Trump comes in and America was at that point was like, we're just tired of going to go date the same freaking president we've been getting for damn near 200 years. So we're like, Mm -hmm. hey, Trump's a little crazy, a little wild, says some stuff that we all kind of want to say beyond close, but he just says it. And then America, in a way, was captivated by—at least part of it—was captivated by it enough to to put him in office. And then now people are like, "Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. We kind of we but might see, have messed up here." And I then now to the get another about Trump
1: that you gotta respect, though, mm-hmm. because you know what you're getting every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that you gotta like it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that you gotta respect it. You know, if mm-hmm. I got I respect an overt racist before I would respect a covert racist. I'm somebody that's gonna, you know tap me on my back and smile mm-hmm. in my face. But I respect that person who really just didn't like me blatantly in front of me because I know how you're coming. I, mm-hmm. I know what you're doing versus that guy who likes me and he smiles and then he stabs me on my back when it's beneficial for him, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So Trump is, all right, I know, I know exactly what gonna say for the next, up until November. I know exactly how he's about to move. There's nothing new, there's nothing new. with Biden, mm-hmm. I don't know how he coming. He, he going, <laughs> this is about to be funny. It's about
0: to be I, fun, me. So, so to kind of think about it too, to go back to Bernie for for a second, it's weird how the Democratic Party was so adverse to him too, because yeah, um, especially in 2016 when they basically sh- he was going to win the nomination and Hillary was like, nah, time to cash in them chips, like 100%. calling in them favorites and t- and took him out. And I think at yeah. that point. I didn't I didn't know I didn't know Bernie Sanders at all till that point when he started running. And I sat there was Mm. like, man, you can't question him on his social record. We got pictures of him walking right behind Dr. King. Like is that
1: real? Is is, is that that real though? Is that a real
0: picture? I mean, look, I I can usually tell a a Photoshop when I see it because I'm a graphic designer. I sat there like I sat there, was like, Man, if this is a Photoshop, this is a pretty good one. That's all I'm saying. Well,
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, it's,
0: it's it's a good one. That's that's all I'm saying. Like I couldn't see it if it was Photoshop.
1: I'm saying he ain't the only white guy with glasses. That's what I'm I, saying. I I, 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 I
0: agree with you, but I think it's just the fact, especially when you look at what the others were doing during that time. When True. supposedly Bernie was was on was on the streets getting hit with with the with the fire dogs and the hoses and stuff. I was like, Yo, Hillary, mm-hmm. what were you doing over there doing this? Right?
2: How come right. Yeah. how come
0: people who work for you but and then they say something bad about you get suicided? What's going on? Huh? Yeah. Explain yeah. that. Huh? How no, come? How come, Jeff? Yeah, from, How come Jeffrey Epstein got a picture of your husband in a dress on Bro, his on his private? eye?
1: nobody, nobody rises to the top without a little dirt on him. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't think Obama's as clean as he as oh. he portrays. There's mm-hmm. something out there. We just ain't found it yet. You know what I'm saying? Samuel Will I, Smith.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's oh like boy, a- we about to we about to talk about that too. <laughs> yeah, we about like
1: perfect guy until now. It's like oh, <laughs> some wife.
0: Entanglement. entanglement, entanglement. Don't right. We're going to go right to it. Hold up. We're going to go right to it in a second, but just kind of go back to Bernie. But to see how the the Democratic Party was like, hold up, bro. Hold up. Mm -hmm. No. And just kind of see how adverse to it. And I'm sitting like, man, what's up with it? Why are they so like either afraid or he's such a deterrent that they don't want to prop him up because he had the Mm -hmm. young support. The young people were like, Mm -hmm. hell yeah. He finally tried to fix some of the problems we deal with. That the old guard, since they already went through it and it, it was way cheaper when they went through, like, nah, y'all good. It was like, no, nah, yeah. y'all don't see how high college tuition is. Y'all don't see how bad student loan debt is. That's what us is I guess, our generation is saying. But Bernie mm-hmm. was seemed like at that, especially in 2016, he was the one person who was like, Yeah, we're gonna fix this. Yeah. Like, if, whether those were just empty promises or something, he was the first person was like, we're gonna fix this. And then the minute That's Bernie it. they took him out like that, and young people was like, We good, we're not voting.
1: I think no. he could, I think he could have fixed it. I really think he could have fixed it. Now, granted, you know there was a lot of inclusion in regards to a lot of his policies and things of that sort. Like, but I think he could have fixed a lot of. Like my biggest thing with voting in mm-hmm. regards to just at that moment was the student loan thing, and I was like, yeah. oh, he said he could fix that. That's my guy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if, I, if he runs, that was, if it was gonna be him, I'm voting for him. You know, mm-hmm. but he didn't win, so it was like. All right.
0: Bro, just imagine those debates between him and Trump.
1: Yeah, Ooh. yeah, because yeah, he was Ooh. passionate. He was yeah. passionate, and mm-hmm. I think he would have let his filter off because Trump didn't have no filter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He Man, took that filter off
0: when Trump got away. We talking about Marco Rubio's wife like that, and Rubio didn't say nothing back to him in that debate because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Trump's that Trump's that dude on the playground that talks all the mess to the point yeah. where you want then you want to give him these hands and he's gone, but he already got yeah. you rattled and. Yeah. and Trump said that about your wife on national television, and you just sat there. It's like all these politicians like, this is not how the game's supposed to go. This is not how the game's mm-hmm. supposed to go. And Ben Carson over there sitting not saying nothing either. Man, if you don't say something about his hair or something, bro. Man, he didn't He didn't care, bro. He didn't care. Because you got to think, man, he's, he's, he's a
1: superstar. That's what he is. He's not a mm-hmm. politician. So don't yeah. play their game. That ain't, that, ain't, that ain't the game I'm playing. I'm playing the game of, you know, the game I'm playing is
0: dirty.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can either get in line, or you know, take me out. One of the two. I
0: mean, it also showed the political system was not was just couldn't couldn't adapt. I yeah. seriously believe Bernie Sanders was the only one who could who could have handled it, just because of who mm-hmm. he is. But and 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 I think he would have been the one person to be like, "Yo, Trump, I don't know you. Want, if you don't sit your butt behind down and, and let's talk real quick and yeah. screaming at each other and all that stuff," and Hillary just tried to play the the same old playbook. And people were yeah. just like, nah, man, get this playbook out of here. We've seen this literally for 200 years. It's not working. And we're not just going to vote for you because you're a woman. No, that, not, was not, yeah. yeah. that was the worst thing she could have thought. But you know what? Me.
1: You, you want to know what's interesting, though? White mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. they didn't even vote for her on a mass scale. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They voted the way that their husbands vote, which was interesting. At really? least when it comes, yeah.
0: Check the oh stats. Uh, Check the
1: stats. Don't get me wrong. That's crazy. Got, that's crazy. She, got, she she had a nice amount of women that voted her, but like white women, mm-hmm. they fell in line. And that's the one thing that I respect about I ain't gonna say Republican Party, but conservatives, right? They mm-hmm. fall in line. They don't. They don't. They don't have to fall in love with a politician like black people do. Black people, mm-hmm. we need to fall in love with you. Obama, he made mm-hmm. us fall. In, man, we fell in love with him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Clinton before him. Man, we fell in love with Clinton. You know what I I'm saying? Black, like, yeah, it,
0: black people was like, Man, Clinton just get he just get he just get the culture. Yeah, that's what black people were like.
1: Not, and not really looking at his policy and knowing that he was like really not the best thing for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When it came to like a lot of those crime bills and the war on drugs, exacerbating that that's so it's like the three strikes rule. And it was like, Man, wait a minute now. Why do we have to fall in love with a politician? How come we just can't fall in line and really realize, like, hey. This is for the betterment of us continuously moving forward mm-hmm. and just say, even though, even though I may not like him as a person, his policies, they benefit us. Let's mm-hmm. vote for him. But if like Joe Biden, his, his worst thing that he could have said was, you know, if you don't vote for me, then you're not black. Are, all <laughs> black people were like, "Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done with him.
0: There was this pol uh, no, I say pop poly- there was this comedian on YouTube I watched, and in a way he said like Joe Joe Biden's not wrong in the in terms of this because he was talking about for the longest time what we talked about. We just been voting Democrat to vote Democrat. And he's yep. kind of calling he's calling black people out for hey, you y'all better continue the the, 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 the line, right? And, and right. he sat there was like and think about the thing about the guts that or the the ease that he said that statement with at the end where Charlamagne, the guy's like, all right, Joe, thanks for the talk. We out here. And Joe Biden's like, hold up. Let me kick the door in real quick and <laughs> let y'all know what, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. really feeling. And he's like, think yeah. about the ease it took for him to say that. That's yeah. where we are as black. We've allowed on the field that kind of ease to say that.
1: Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah.
0: and And, and, and that, that should really make us look at ourselves.
1: Now imagine on a macro, on a micro level, what we allow in the office or in the workplace or, Mm -hmm. you know, in the streets. So that's just, it just shed light on what we allow, Mm -hmm. you know, he he didn't feel like we were a threat enough to, to even think twice about saying that, like he meant that, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But he has a reason to, 100%, he has a reason to, because we've done it for so long. So, I mean,
0: so, all right. I mean it, it it would just been so interesting and then I mean I have this 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 there has to be rules that first of all the only people who should stay in uh in in like their office or their post their whole lives are supreme court justices.
1: You, you think they should give, stay
0: too? I think to a certain point like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yo, it's time to retire. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I know the leftists want you to live for 3 more months. <laughs> Stay in your post my <laughs> month and Trump can't appoint somebody else. But yo, yeah. you're about to die from what I'm hearing. You your cancer is back, and you ain't like the yeah. most healthy looking individual to begin with. Yeah. But I'm, so how do you
1: how how do I expect you to be able to read the law and articulate properly?
0: I'm sitting that's why I'm sitting there like most of the time, everything we've heard about Ruth most of this year was like, Oh, she's coming in and out of hospital. I'm like, is she still serving? Mm-hmm. So do we just have an extra freaking seat? In, in the Supreme Court Justice right now, how, is, yeah. how does that work? When they're supposed to be what nine? They're supposed to be nine, and technically one of them just out all the time. Like Absolutely. in terms of football team, if one of your players is just constantly in the is constantly in the freaking training room getting his mm-hmm. injuries filled up, but we're not filling that spot up, so we're just running around with ten people on the offense. How does yeah, that yeah. To work? Yeah.
1: Well, so what I'm- I think is, I think she has a team of people uh, and lawyers and you know, just a, a board of advisors that kind of read these things and she they articulate it for her and she makes a decision. I don't think she's doing the work. I get it. What, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what she is.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's just I think, think it's just the fact that, I, I know, she, I'm, mind you, I'm just speaking on the complete outside. Ruth, I, I think to mine, just what I'm obviously, she obviously loves being a Supreme Court, man. You know, she's out here really deciding how the, the future of the country is going to go and then having the complete kind of reversal with Trump being able to point to and what? Mm-hmm. Re- excuse me. What? Um. What? A lot of people are saying, "Man, this could change U.S. policy." We're talking fifty. Years. We're when we're when we're freaking old, and then they're bringing up a whole bunch of new people. And, and we said, mm-hmm. "Like, man, that was crazy when we were in our 20s. And we remember two Supreme Court justices getting put in. How that changed everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm
0: just in there like, first of all, you shouldn't be seventy running for president. Like seventy should be the cutoff. I mean, was it Bernie Sanders had a freaking heart attack running for the damn thing? Running for it, you feel me? And Joe can't complete a sentence. Yeah, and I'm sitting there like, and and these these things about his his possible dementia ain't going away.
1: they they, they, they getting stronger. When I saw him, said we as Americans, oh these truths, you know, and you know, and he just
0: went on, and I'm like,
1: bro. No. I mean,
0: I've heard, I've read things where like he had a stutter. He's had a stutter all his life, and then to kind of compensate for that, he just skips over words. And I'm like, I, uh, Okay. Uh, okay. Fine.
1: Okay. That but just, you know what that does? That just makes mm-hmm. Obama look way so much more better.
0: But, think, but then we've also seen what the presidency can do to somebody. Remember how Obama looked when he first walked in?
1: That boy it's looked it. like
0: he he could at least run like in an old man's basketball league. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm sitting there like, but,
1: you, but but look at every president besides Trump, and mm-hmm. you know maybe because we got four more years potentially, right? Mm-hmm. Of this, but look at every president when they start who does a term of eight years. They all look young when they come in. And then when they leave, it's just like they've just been stressed, like
0: mm-hmm. stressed to the I, core. I'm sitting, like, I'm sitting like every especially ever since I heard this on Joe Rogan's podcast again. Like maybe the presidency is too big a job for one person to be making all the decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I what is the Congress is for? But I mean, Congress should be able to turn over also. Like you should spend your whole life in there. Like Nancy Pelosi shouldn't be in there her whole life. And then with her taking the knee with George Floyd wearing, wearing the stuff, I can't think of the name right now. And every black person, like, doing exactly what you're doing right now, shaking their head like, you don't get it. Like, we got to have cool. new people in there. That's why, like, AOC yeah. and all them, whether you like it or not, she's out here raising hell because she's like, yo, I understand the struggle right now. And look at I'll the H- with her. I don't like I, To be honest with you, she rubs me the wrong way, too. But yeah, it's just the fact that... that- but because she ain't wrong
1: in what she's yeah. doing. She, it's just how she's doing. And I might sound sexist here because a lot of people will be like, well, Armand, why? It's because she's a woman. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just not used to a woman raising hell like that. I'm being transparent. You know what but I then,
0: mean? I mean, look, look at just the difference of age between Nancy Pelosi and um, AOC and how you can tell there was this weird uh, civil war going on. And I'm like, you don't know Nancy. Whether you yeah. like it or not, AOC is what before what before she was running for Congress. She was what a waitress. She was in the yeah. streets. She was in the yeah. streets, but she understands, and you just can't fathom it because you've been in in Congress so you. long, forever. Yeah, Just yeah. before he, she was born. Yeah, you you've been doing. Uh, you you just lived a, a completely different life, yeah. and you and, yeah. and AOC's telling you, and you just not getting it. Do you That's why poten-
1: Do you think she has the potential to run one day? ALC.
0: No, it's too it's too early it's too early man uh i mean right now i'm gonna say no because i don't think america is ready for that kind of like loud boisterous uh female president okay female president i'm like the one we got is loud. yeah <laughs> like i, I mean because i mean you see those memes where like uh would remember when the and, and sports league started putting in female refs and then they're making those memes like oh uh Deshaun Deshaun Jackson catches a ball and then the lady throws a flag and then she's like, Why'd you throw that flag for? our suppose conduct. Remember what you said to me on like 13 minutes into the game and uh, and then making that kind of meme. And I'm sad that I'm like, we still making these kind of we still making these kind of jokes. Yeah. I don't man, think America's ready, ready, man, ready for man, that kind of loud present. I think they're gonna the, med- want- the media will the media will kill her. I mean, remember how Fox News was and, and all the people were attacking Michelle Obama for the way yeah. she dressed and things like that? Yeah. yeah. And she wasn't she was not here like, hey, I'm gonna go run for Senate after I'm done being the first lady. Exactly. <laughs> she was not exactly. Here, like planning her political future like uh Hillary Clinton was.
1: Right. And just right. and
0: I'm just sitting there like, I don't know if America's ready for it right now, but maybe by the time she's off because I think you have to be 35 to start running, at least to be to start running for president. How old is she? I think she's still late 20s, I think.
1: Oh, oh yeah, she got a minute.
0: Yeah, she got a minute yeah. before she can even run. But even then, I think you kind of season, you got a oh, no, yeah, I mean, season a little bit. Oh, she's 30. She's 30. Yeah, I mean, she got a season a little bit because right now, man, what is it? Her first term in, in Congress. She don't know how the game's played yet. She don't really know.
1: Four more, four more years of Trump will benefit her, though. You
0: because think so? after
1: the four after the four years, she'll be 34, 35, and then she can run, you know. Four more years, of, uh, more years of Trump could benefit.
0: That could catapult her. I mean, we have two. seen, yeah, we have seen America kind of do like rapidly change. So like when we have, um, to, okay, we had a very like liberal president mm-hmm. and then they go off. Oh, we're going to have a very conservative president. Then just mm-hmm. think about it. We had Obama in office and then we mm-hmm. just got low key that America was like, fuck y'all. We're going to yeah. get this dude who's like low key racist. Yeah. low-key yeah. feminist like when you yeah. really think about it all the stuff that he's done and then what his 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 niece just wrote a book or something about him and I'm all this stuff. read that and and it's i think it's already a bestseller or something but oh, i think it's, like, it's, all out? It's, out now? Oh, it's out it's out oh, it's out yeah so I think just remember all the stuff that we hear about Trump now. Oh, Trump cheated on his ACTs, or Trump did this, or Trump raped this girl, Trump did this. And now we just roll our eyes. I think eventually we're gonna look back from this 10-15 years from and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> we had this dude running our country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be
1: a, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a whole chapter in, in, in our history books, the Trump years. You know what I'm saying? And my
0: goodness. And it is, just kind of and seeing how adaptable he is, like from when we, when I first heard of Trump, was he? He was taking a picture with Jay Z and stuff, and how he was like he was helping transform New York and things like that. And then seeing yeah. his about face, because he did what he did he did what he needed to do to become president. And he then was now from
1: he's the culture for a long. It, like Trump was a lyric,
0: mm-hmm. you know what I'm
1: saying? Like if you wanted to talk about money in hip hop, you would talk about associating your wealth with the likes of Donald Trump. And I remember him, like,
0: yeah. Yeah, I remember him when I was a kid. He was beating up Vince McMahon on like WWE, and that's um, our president. That's our yeah. president. Giving <laughs> 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 giving Vince McMahon some fake punches in like in that's front of like ninety thousand people. I'm like, yo, that's our president. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And I'm like, right. I want to explain it to like a young kid. Like, yo, this is our president right here. And and I, mean, I, I'm, I'm, I see I what you mean. So maybe. Damn it. I I I think I to see what you mean. How, how that those next four years could benefit her because maybe the current is like, yo, we've had fuck all this, and then they're gonna go to, completely, basically to the other side and get put somebody like AOC in there who's loud, I see it. boisterous. I can see, I I see what you mean now. But I see it, man. I, I will vote for. Her. I don't vote for AOC. I, I need to. I don't know that man. much. I don't know that much about her. I think I need to do more research because see, I only I mean, know what what would... I've been told. You know, I know my I'm, student
1: loans ain't gonna be paid off in four years, so I know she's probably gonna take that walk and, and <laughs> run with that. And <laughs> she got my vote. That fits my interest. You get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I got gotcha. you. That
1: fits my interest, that benefits my family. Cause I look, come on, man. Student loans been in deferment. <laughs> All right.
0: So let's 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 switch topics. Yeah. Will and Jada.
1: What about
0: Will and Jada? We we talked about a little guys, bit talk about August too. I'm not. I'm uh, not so much. Oh, oh no, August integral too. But yeah. you watched that red table talk when she put herself up. She took herself to the table for 15 minutes, enough to get I to did. the first commercial. Then then they dipped and I just bull's face that became a great meme. By the way, <laughs> yeah,
1: 100, 100.
0: I, I sat there and um, I used Scotty, who's I think I believe he's watching he's watching this. I use Scotty for an example. Where he was like, you notice how women ain't mad at Jada the way they probably should be because we talked about a little bit. Like if that was Will, and Will got with one of Willow's friends who was also Mm -hmm. had had mental problems at the time, wasn't his best at his best her best self mentally. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: People would have a problem with Will. People would be calling him a predator. People would be saying he took advantage of her. And I'm sitting there like, that's what Jada did. Yeah, yeah. That's what Jada did. I
1: don't. I don't think Jada. How about this? August isn't as much of a victim as Jada is as much of a, as 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 much of a predator. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? August ain't off yeah. the hook
0: here. Oh no, 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 he not. Uh, not, he, not he the the up, this also this came out blown up because he's his he's his album's coming out. He's this he's this album he, rollout too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's perfect for him, right? But he ain't off the hook. But Jada, on the other hand, I think she got a high. And I think it helps her cope with whatever trauma she's dealing with to help other people. And I'm sorry, like I don't I don't want a person who has COVID to try to cure me of COVID.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like it's you. like you're sick yourself. Like I don't want you trying to help me. Like you can't. It's impossible. And yeah, bro. But Will is catching a lot of straight bullets here. And I don't I like I hate that for
0: him. I don't like I that. I Hate it. I
1: hate, Will, it. I hate it.
0: everything we've seen, Will is like he's like the best husband. He takes care of you. He got you. But also, mm-hmm. I'm not out here saying to the to the woman I was having that argument with earlier. I'm not out here saying Will didn't have hoes. Will didn't have side pieces. Okay, but his sides they knew they rolled. August out here thinking like he's the new main now when he when he came out. like that. Do we know? Listen, Will. As of right now,
1: Will does not have any side pieces.
0: I mean, from what I was told, I gotta go watch a red table talk where Will says he did have some sides. And I was like, I gotta go listen to it. But right now, because they threw out this girl, her name's Liza Koshi, she's like a YouTuber or something. And I looked into it, and all I saw were like rumors. So I'm like, you give me rumors right now? You give me rumors? That's what I'm supposed to go with that say Will is a hypocrite or he's a cheater or just, something like just,
1: that. Just just like OJ didn't do it, Will didn't do it. Will didn't do it. <laughs> I
0: Will just thought I was it. like, if okay, if Will had okay, let's do this. If Will does have sides, they okay. know they roll, they know they yeah. roll, they ain't saying yeah. nothing. Okay. Yeah, 100%, 100%. August, August straight rolled up like he was like about to open up an opera and just rolled out the curtain, like, what's up?
1: Well, you got to think about who August is. August is emotionally unstable. August is an RB singer. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, like, and I'm not saying that all R and B singers roll this way, but August is is not the guy who I would think that he would keep his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I get, when I look at August I've seen it, or if I listen to his music, music, I get emotionally battered vibes. And it mm-hmm. all stems from his mother. And it go, if you go back and listen to that testimony or testify album, whatever it may be, um, he talks about that. Like, his, you know, it's a strange relationship with his mother. And mm-hmm. that in itself, man, that, that plays a role into how you deal with women in life. And he he caught a woman who he thought he can get motherly vibes from. He ended up smashing. And he thought it was Peachy King, right? Mm-hmm. But she didn't feel the way he felt. Mm-hmm. And man, it 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 turned for the worse. And the innocent person in this situation is Will, man. Like Jada, she's wrong. You know, August, he's wrong for catching feelings. Although he was he had every right to because, you know, sex is a very Especially strong interaction especially
0: so, yeah at that point where i mean they said on red table talk they were they were separated so if i was if i, I sat there maybe looking at august's mindset when he caught feelings like hey man they hurt her and will ain't together no more
1: now it's separate so, so what's what's marriage like what's the value of marriage then if, if separated separated means i can go out here and i'm not divorced
0: I think, I think with Will and uh, Jada, they have a, they have a unique relationship. I think in terms of traditional sense of marriage, it's like, like what you and your, your wife have, like, look, I'm going to be with my wife until I die and mm-hmm. through, you know, through sickness and health, through all this, mm-hmm. to all the bad times, the good times, I'm going to be there for you. Like, mm-hmm. I believe now, you're going to be there for it, me.
1: And, yeah. And if it gets bad enough, I'll mm-hmm. divorce you before I separate you, mm-hmm. you know, separate from you. You know what I'm saying? I'll do. Like, I, I don't not believe in divorce. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that that's me. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not to the point of where Will is. Like, I, if, if shit hit the fan and it gets too bad, hey, man, we need to call it quits because I don't want to waste time. Mm-hmm. My time is precious on this earth, so I don't want to waste time with somebody who I know I can't see myself continuously growing with. But mm-hmm. Will, on the other hand, man, and now we see the repercussion of this, of being separate but married
0: still. You know what I mean? I mean, it's also you've seen, like, man, I, I say this in like the best way. Will's family or the Smith family, they they weird, man. Like, was it Willow wrote a letter to Tupac asking her asking Tupac to come back because his mom misses him? Um what? was it yeah, and then uh Ty uh, was it uh Jaden calling Ty the Creator his dad? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, the disrespect for Will and this family this is, for Will, is, man. Is, is is real, like yeah, and then what was it? Remember that I think we've seen all the picture of this one girl Will dated before Jada. And she broke up with him because Will wasn't gangster enough.
1: Will just yeah. treated her, right?
0: And I yeah. sat there and was like, I wonder how many people are getting treated the same way Will was by that lady. And then now it just seems like Will's a good cat. Mm. He's one of the few celebrities to make the transition to YouTube very successfully and not be like, oh, I'm a celebrity. You should listen to me. Like, just watching him, like, just become this dude where... As crazy, as crazy successful as he is, you still get that, like, he's still like a regular guy. Get that regular Let me guy tell you something.
1: Let me tell you something. though. Let me tell you yeah. something. I learned, that I learned this, you know, from, uh, you remember Coach
0: Campbell?
1: Mm-hmm. He said, I don't care what type of business you run, right, in life. I don't care what type of business you're involved in in life. But he said, the business that will determine what type of man you are is the business that you run at home. And he said, nothing will portray the leader of a man like his family does. So for you to talk about Will in regards to or at least his family in regards to how weird they are, that is just a reflection of him as a man. So I'm not saying he's off the hook in regards to leadership. And no, I don't no. know him as a, I don't know him personally, but with the with the dysfunction that's always surrounded his family, I don't think he's had a stronghold on that.
0: You know, I, I also know don't think, me. yeah. I also don't think they would be as successful as they are now. Like with all the different ventures that they do. Like you need, mm-hmm. like for for Jaden for Jaden to be like low key and low key rap. People just don't want to admit it. He, he has some <laughs> bars, and also the <laughs> fact that I think he just he started a I think a clean uh, recycling b- water bottle company just out of mm-hmm. the blue, just to be able to do those kind of special things. To be able to, like that now, like uh with Jada with her Red Table Talk, where she's out here just telling like, "Hey, this is how women feel," and being able to talk about very tough issues and things like that. And, and Bro, she key, said, I just want to, I just want to feel good. I haven't felt good in so long. in a, a low key condescending brand. way, in a, in, in <laughs> a low key condescending way, so that she can walk up on her show and say, "I was in an entanglement with August," and even even Will was like an entanglement, and Will was like, and Will at least try to clear it up. He said you had an interaction. With August, yeah. and I'm sitting yeah. there like, What? I'm looking up on, on Google, like, what the hell does entanglement mean? Because I'm just right. here. I mean, she was, and I sat there, I was like, Man, for you, just slow key, sl- make straight up say a word I have never heard in my 27 mm-hmm. years of I've life. I've never heard
1: of the word, never heard and, of the
0: word. And, yeah, and I'm sitting there, like, It, it makes sense, but I gotta yeah. know the exact definition here, bro. Like, what? what yeah. is this?
1: It's very vague. <laughs> it's very vague. You feel I me? Mean? Mm. It could have been a religious entanglement. Uh, a psychological entanglement, any type of entanglement, but
0: it's—it's it's like she was trying to make sure she wasn't getting sued by somebody.
1: Exactly. It was so,
0: it was so vague that it, it worked out. But I sat there, I was like, man, if the, she was on the other foot, you are lying to yourself saying that y'all wouldn't yeah. be giving Will all this flack because I'd be sitting yeah. like, damn, Will, what the hell are you doing, bro? Like, but you know the beautiful part about 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 that whole interview was the
1: end <laughs> of when Will said, "I'm gonna get you back," and he laughed, right? But any mm-hmm. real man would see that and be like, oh, he meant that shit. You know what I'm saying? He meant he meant every every bit of it. He like, oh, I'm going to get you back. And she was like, well, you already got me. And he was like, mm, yeah, mm. but and you nah, I, look, I think
0: you know, I think he got somebody real high up in whatever the celebrity ranks.
1: He got ranks. to smash the grandma. That's the <laughs> only way he can. He got to Let me tell you why he got to smash the grandma. I'll tell you why he got to smash the grandma. Look, hear me out. Let me out. That's, that's the only way that he can get him back. It's, only, right. it's the only way. Mm-hmm. August Alcina came out with a disc record last night, right? What was it called? Entanglements with Rick Ross? Entanglement, yes.
0: Oh, a, I gotta listen to and, that.
1: And, and, and Will is really the innocent guy here. Like, all these shots that were just thrown at Will. So, but, like, I got the keys to the house in the car. Uh, Rick Ross talking about some willpower, jaded. And it's just so many different lyrics that's just like, if I was Will,
2: I feel oh, to get back,
1: away. I'll feel a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I get, you know, August feeling his way or whatever it may be. But the enemy in this situation is Jada, and the only way that he can get her back, Grandma's sixty-five. Now, now, Grandma don't look a day over forty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's twenty-five more years, bro, that she got that has just not crept into her body. Mm-hmm. Will deserves. The mulligan. I think he got to do it. I think he got to do it. And and Jaden and Willow, they can be upset. They can be like, oh, my grandma. And Will just not like she ain't my grandma. You know what I mean? <laughs> she ain't my grandma. She's <laughs> your <a> grandma. <laughs> now she's <just laughs> ain't my grandma.
0: I'm sorry. I right, man, I'm I'm. I think I'm very I'm very interested to see what 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 goes on from here because, my goodness, man. What I mean, like I ain't heard of August Alcina in years. And obviously he just right. comes out. I'm like, and then we and I saw the pictures, saw the one with Queen Latifah in the back. And Queen Latifah I'm like, oh they fucking mm-hmm. fucking.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. if, run... if Will if Will comes out with a diss record, right?
0: Yeah, mm.
1: what is off limits with August? Because it seems like nothing was off limits with Will. Now, granted, it's really nothing you can say about Will because Will is just like the cool, like he fresh prince. Yeah, he just it, and, he wor- and and it's worth almost half a billion, right? There's really mm-hmm. nothing you can say about Will. Only thing you can say is that, you know, I I I crept with your lady, right? Mm-hmm. Can he go to the extent of talking about August's mental health, autoimmune disease? Can he can he can he do that or can he does he have to hold some bullets back?
0: I think Will might have to I think I think Will himself will make himself hold some bullets back. Because I agree with you, the, the the minute I mean that's what Will let. he's he's a nice cat even though he got bars and and you think he can't just roll up on your track and give you some heat and walk away. I'm yeah. So I think I think he's gonna be nice. He's gonna be nice even though he definitely could um, he definitely could get him. He's like first of all, don't be out here acting like we didn't take care of you. You grown man, like we right. you came to you came to my house and we took when care of no you. Damn, you
1: ain't yeah. yeah. no damn health insurance. Yeah, I put you with the doctors to heal you Who up.
0: Was it? Who was was it my son came to us and said, Hey, can you t- help out my friend? And we was like, We got you. We got you. But also, I, I think Will has to be careful that there ain't no like blowback on him. You get what I mean? Like, let's say he's he's coming at him real hard, and also, like, I know you ain't. And then people can't be like, I, It's crazy he's talking shit, and he'd still let this dude get with his lady. That, that is, he got to be kind of care, it's like kind of careful about that. The cat's got the bag with that now.
1: You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, I, I, think, I think the only blowback Will gets is, is from people who. Are of cancel culture. Oh mm-hmm. no, you can't talk about the disabled, or you can't talk about the the mentally sick. Well, the mentally sick talking about me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah,
0: like no, no, I'm not gonna let him sit there and think he's he's he chilling, he's safe.
1: Yeah, I'm shooting back. Mm-hmm. I'm shooting. I'm coming. I'm sorry. It mm-hmm. is what it is. It is what it is. And, and Will needs to get a burst from Tupac. <laughs> to make that hit, really. he needs to use he needs to use that hit him up record as a sample. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he needs to just go hard at him. And if he do that, he'll be all right. He'll
0: I mean, right. I mean, I'm. It's going to be so. was smashing that. grandma.
1: He got to smash grandma. That's that. That's his. That's his ultimate. I don't think Will will get into heaven if he don't smash grandma. <laughs> got to be
0: like bro like i hope somebody like, gives hey. him this list of things to do but maybe yeah. Will, i think we also makes his moves in silence so maybe he already did get jada back he got her back real bad i don't know
1: you left
0: oh we i i, I thought i thought we lost each other for a second there were you able to oh, hear what well, i said yeah
1: i can hear you now i didn't hear yeah. you said you said yeah. uh, I don't think he got him.
0: Back. I think I think I, said, I think I think Will maybe already got Jada back because he makes his moves in silence. You get what I mean? Mm. Mm. So I think I think Will maybe already got her back. He just like, look, I'm gonna do it to you because this is who it's really about. It's you, mm. you and yeah. August. I don't care what the mother hoes gotta say or what the other people gotta say. They yeah. they can think I'm soft. They can think I'm soft, but hey, when she leave the house, she come back to my you house. You know, yeah. she yeah. driving my yeah. car, like. Like you doing this, like you coming to do take care of things that I built. Like, that don't
1: sit well with me though.
0: You're right. But I'm telling well you, it, it's the hidden. I think it's the hidden it's the hidden victory if you don't know with will.
1: Yeah, I can see that. He's he's he, he seems like a methodical guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he ain't I think I don't, I don't, yeah, he's not gonna he's
0: not gonna exploit his wins. Mm-hmm. I think it's also he's just the fact him. that I think will if I was with, I'd be like, man, you got you really brought me up to this red table to talk to talk about this because you couldn't handle your business. So now it's my problem. That's my
1: problem.
0: We was chilling. I was gonna go because you know we heard all the rumors. Like was it Margot Robbie, I, Eliza Koshy? all these. I mean, I was gonna go see Margot after this. Now I gotta go see Margot now. Got huh? to. It's a must. I got to it's now. A must. Man, I and was going next,
1: still. And his next movie gotta be a hit. <laughs> and next movie gotta be a hit. the pressure is up on Will, man. The pressure is up. The pressure is up. Pressure is up. That's why. See. That's why you gotta marry you gotta marry right. Listen, you're not married yet, right? you have to marry right. Okay. Your marriage is probably ultimately the most like here's what I think. Let me let me hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. In life, right? You make a lot of you know small decisions, right? Where do you go to school, what are you gonna eat, what are you gonna wear tomorrow. But there's about three decisions in life that shifts the 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 track the trajectory of your life and the woman that you pick is one of those Mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying now Mm -hmm. that's not to scare you or to stall you but vet the hell out of that woman before you do it Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying vet the hell out of her I'm talking about don't be asking like when you go on that first date don't be talking about some favorite color look what's your credit score okay well (laughs) if I was if I was in this situation and there was harm. What would you do? You got to ask those very intrusive questions, man. Mm-hmm. Because if not, you're going to put yourself in a similar situation of just, man, oh, pain. <laughs> pain. It's bad. It's bad, bro.
0: All right. So, I mean, God, we've been talking for almost almost two hours. So, you know what? Let's finish up uh, talking some mess on Wes. And then I will bring oh, up some man. topics that we, we can talk about uh, when I come on yours, which I'm really excited yeah. for. We just got to figure out a time. But uh, so Wes, Wesley Cal L for you. That's his he, last he, name? I, he put Cal in on this thing like he from Krypton. Man, you don't get your butt out here thinking you're running. <laughs> the LeBron stands of all LeBron stands. Like he out here literally saying that uh, you say like that LeBron was faster than Usain Boat. I, I almost flew to New York and gave me his hands. How dare West you disrespect? Is, him? How dare yeah, you? West
1: West West is the ultimate LeBron sexual. And he talks about LeBron from this this standpoint of of like how everybody else talks about Jesus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if if anybody can do it, LeBron can do it. And granted, LeBron is. I'm not taking nothing away from him. I'm not saying that he can't. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that he ain't. You know what I mean? And West can feel whatever he wants to about those statements, but he knows how I feel about him and LeBron James. You know, know I know.
0: mean, I'm not out here saying that LeBron ain't good or anything like that, but my God, I'm like LeBron. He he never done nothing wrong. I mean, to the point, like every so so if like that's one, that's, that's one. I'm gonna be honest with you, that's one. He's mm-hmm. arguably he, he.
1: I don't know where the dirt is at. You know what I'm saying? He's our our athletic Obama. We ain't seen no dirt yet,
0: though. <laughs> I mean, I mean, whatever he got, he—I mean, whatever he's doing, he's chilling. But I'm sitting there like, if if like Kyle Kuzma make a shot in the corner, a West would be like, "LeBron taught him how to shoot that shot." Yeah, yeah.
2: And I'm yeah. sitting there like, That's "Hey,
0: true. hey, West, for real, calm down, That's all true. right? I get well, it. I LeBron's think- doing all this stuff outside. He he got the school running, so he can get those kids to college for free. I'm not sitting here mm-hmm. saying he ain't doing anything great. I'm like, my mm-hmm. God, West, what the hell is this, bro? But then again, you got to
1: think about it, man. I, I remember talking the same talk about Kobe Bryant. That's my, yeah, you know. know I and mean? I'm talking
0: mess like I wasn't saying the same thing about Kobe. Kobe yeah, was my
1: I, I was saying the same thing about Kobe Bryant, and so I, I understand Wes, and it's just his turn to talk. That's all. Mm-hmm. It is. And my uncles, they were talking the same mess about Jordan, and it, mm-hmm. at the time, it was just their turn to talk. So yeah. and my my son or my my cousin or whatever maybe they're gonna be talking the same mess about whoever is their guy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so and
0: then, Wesley take, uh, like, we already talked about his thirst trap picture with him out in the pool and probably in, like, the Bahamas or something, whatever. He deserves <laughs> it, man. He got ass,
1: man. He has, he has, he has a very I strong get,
0: core. I, I get it. And also, man, your stories be too long, Wes. Faith, focus, yeah. finish. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah. this dude literally story his whole day. His whole yeah, yeah. day. Yeah. And I'm like, hey. I don't hey, think he has that, a job. I
1: don't think Wes works.
0: And I don't like the fact that Facebook always be putting like hey Wesley got a new story. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not going yeah. to see that. And,
1: and and who plays football on a Wednesday? He plays he, he goes out there to the middle of, of New York. I don't I didn't even know they played football in New York. Yeah. I didn't even think that was a like what are they what did they put? Is there I thought there was only like two football fields in New York, which well there's not I mean, one. He, be,
0: he he must be at that one because I mean he always there with his people. That's like, only not my, a football field,
1: that's a green basketball court. <laughs> and that's what Teddy that is. <laughs> Not a football field, that's a green basketball court, and they just painted the lines to make it look like a football field. Cause it's in a cage, like, that is, bro. That's the most New York thing that I've ever seen in my life. My it's a goodness. football field in the middle of the city in a cage. That it's is like, amazing.
0: It's like they don't trust y'all to do anything in there. Like, yeah. nah, y'all just play football and get out.
1: <laughs> get out in Tim's.
0: Oh my God. And also you saw,
1: remember how he used to laugh, man?
0: Just i remember the first time I heard him, I heard him laugh. I thought he was choking. I literally thought oh, it was wow. choking. I, I got up and I was concerned. Hey bro, you good? And he's like, yeah. What? I'm like, you good? He's like, no, I'm fine. I'm just laughing. I was like, what? Yeah. And then he started laughing again. I was like, hey, bro, it's gonna take a minute to get used to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was no bass in the laugh at all. There was no bass in the laugh. But yeah, but, you know. yeah.
0: Yeah, Lerman, we doing him dirty because he deserve it. All right, I'm getting tired of him talking mess like he running things out here. All right, he think nah, he better than dude. us, man. He, he, he think, he he better think he's better than us. He does
1: not
0: think he's better than us. Nah, man. nah, I'm, that's how I'm taking it. That's how I'm taking oh, it. Like, you going there care. with him? Dang. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care if he ever said it or not. That's that's how I'm taking Dang. it. I love but whatever my- you say.
1: I don't think that you're that you think that you're better than us because I know you don't think that. I just don't think. LeBron is better than Kobe Bryant.
0: That's all I don't. I'm, you know? I'm right there with him, but mind you, I love I love Wesley to death, man. It was my 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 the last roommate, my last college roommate. I love mm-hmm. him to death. We went through some stuff. I talked to him a little bit, especially when he was having some problems. Um, after I left with with the coach and stuff. I mean, he's 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 a good mm-hmm. dude. He takes care of his people. But man, then them 24 hour. He got like 30 things in his Facebook story. I didn't even know if Facebook could even go that high, but he's still out here. Pumping the fact that he probably wastes one to two hours of his day on Facebook, adding to his story is ridiculous. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you if it's basketball season, like I don't, like that's what I said. I don't think Wes has a
1: job, I don't think he works, I don't think he does anything of <laughs> importance like outside of Facebook because he, every time you put like he is like the Facebook LeBron police, I'm he sees he, it. He sees and he's ready to argue with you about it the whole day. Like sometimes i just be like, man, look, I don't have time to argue with you all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All day?
0: And all also, day? man, some of his sports takes was bad. Like when he thought Alex Smith was a Hall of Famer. I'm like, we need to talk, bro. <laughs> mm, <laughs> we need to talk. Yeah. We need to yeah. talk, bro.
1: Yeah, he ain't a Hall of Famer. No, I'm, I'm like,
0: famer. bro, I'm, I'm sitting there. Like, he thought Alex Smith was a Hall of Famer. Um, but this is This is a receiver talking. This is rec- now, it's
1: not a knock on you, but this is a receiver talking. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ah.
0: He makes us know? all look bad sometimes.
1: He but, I man, you can talk
0: about LeBron's failure. Like, man, I can't believe LeBron tripped walking down the stairs. Yeah, man, them stairs was faulty. Like, they didn't build them up yeah. to cold. And I'm like, hey, bro, yeah. bro, he just fell down the stairs. Like, it ain't yeah. no dirt. Like, he got up. He was fine. Everything's good. But he's like, yeah. nah, 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 nah. He just had a- every excuse in the book.
1: Every excuse, oh. man. And I think I think uh if they don't win this year, you know, he has the biggest <laughs> excuse. You know what I'm saying? He has the biggest biggest excuse. Somebody's on there. He said yeah. he got the LeBron, LeBron notification. On oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, already got
0: Malcolm. him, Malcolm. Yeah. You already know he got him up there.
1: Yeah, man. He don't he don't never let me live with the LeBron slander. You know what I'm saying? Oh my
0: god. Like Malcolm, Malcolm, a LeBron stand too, but he don't be out here in the streets like, like he out here. What's he out here protesting? He got the pickets. Yeah. He bring this whole yeah. family in that mug holding LeBron yeah. signs. like he the goat, he doing this, and what everybody else says is wrong. And I'm getting tired of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, Malcolm <laughs>
1: don't care. Malcolm, Malcolm, like, all right, man, I said what I said, move on. Mm-hmm. You know, move on. Wes on the other hand, he is. I'm telling you, man, it's the LG
0: Bron T uh, all that. <laughs>
1: that's what, that's what Wes is.
0: <laughs> my uh so, my my thing is, I hate this year if LeBron don't win the championship of the NBA. It's gonna be like, man, COVID, Kobe was the problem.
1: Like, I really want him to win because I'm a Laker fan. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's hard for me. I just don't want West to be happy.
0: I don't That's either. What I
1: don't want. I so, don't like, how do either. we balance that? You know what I'm saying? How do we balance yeah. that? Like, what do we do? Because let's say that they do win. Like, we got to come up with a plan of action as Laker fans to really separate the two.
0: No, we ain't handling LeBron for no reason. Hey, Malcolm, hold up. Hold up, bro. We don't be hating on him for no reason. You tell me another big superstar like him that has lost more times in the championships than LeBron. Like, it's weird that Tom Brady has the basically the exact it. he has the complete exact opposite resume of LeBron.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like,
0: and I'm sitting there like, man, I get it. That first one, man, he brought a team of scrub. But, man, he got swept. How you get swept in the finals? You can't win one game? Where in basketball, yeah. one player can change the outcome of one game? He can't win one game? You that dirt, Dirk naviscus shouldn't even have a ring right now with that team that you assembled that first year in Miami. But Dirk got a ring now. Hmm. Every,
1: every do we, time, do we fought? Do we fought LeBron though the whole way through, or do we fought the team?
0: I think some of them is definitely the team, but Dallas, that's LeBron. He he played terribly in that series, and West don't want to admit it, Malcolm don't want to admit it, but like he played terribly in that series. How do you have six points in the finals game? You LeBron James, and you and you perfectly healthy, dirt naviscus. Every time he look at you, he, Dirk Nowitzki look at him the way Eli Manning looks at Tom Brady. <laughs> every time he sees Tom, he said, like, "What's up, bro?" <laughs> even though, even though we all know Tom Brady better than Eli, he probably beat him more times head to head. But every time Eli Manning look at Tom, he's like, "What's up?" Yeah, he he got that he got that up over him. Yeah, so that's what Dirk look at LeBron every time. That's how yeah. Dirk look at him every time. Yeah. See, Jason, Jason Terry walk up. Jason Terry walk up to LeBron like, "What's up?"
1: <laughs> and just show, him, just show him the tattoo.
0: Yeah, show him the tattoo in the ring.
1: Yeah, just show <laughs> him the tattoo. That's tough. Because if LeBron wins that, we're not having this conversation. hmm We're uh, not. The, 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 their argument is almost bulletproof.
0: And, and though, mind you, the streak of him going the finals eight straight years is ridiculous. It's incredible. But yeah. if I keep going to the same destination, I keep losing.
1: No, he's nine. Is its is it eight straight or nine straight?
0: I think it's easier than nine, I think. but yeah, and, three then and six. six then yeah he missed the playoffs which is not his fault he got hurt i'm not going i'm not gonna he got hurt but i'm sitting there like yo you go and you lose six six times if that was anybody else if his name was deshaun if his name was deshaun jackson he played basketball
1: Mm
0: -hmm. wesley would be killing this cat yeah let Kobe would have lost
1: let Kobe would have lost six times
0: oh bruh god bruh i'd be getting a daily message from wesley every day
1: (laughs) oh my god and, and that first heats finals, like, like, don't get me wrong. I get it. It was a new team. Unfortunately, bro, if you come. I, that, no, 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 that hey, team, no, no.
0: We, no. what Malcolm, we didn't say he didn't lose. Not, he just went to the finals nine straight times. That's he lost he six he, total. He lost six total. All right, Wesley, don't get it twisted now. Don't get it twisted now. Don't try to twist our words, boy. <laughs> we watching you. He
1: lost six
0: total. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm just total. saying, I love LeBron. Look, uh it's, it's going to be interesting to see what he does after he's done playing, too. That He just can't get on no helicopters, man. Uh-uh.
1: He just can't get on no helicopters. You got to take
0: the train everywhere. I'm that's, sorry. Hey, he can't, we need knew. him call, to stick around. Yeah, you call Elon Musk and you get him whatever new technology he's building yeah. to help yeah. you travel, you get on that. Okay? Yeah, we need you him to, get to stick, on stick around, that. man. Oh, my. Because his school is really promising uh, oh what he's doing and then uh, his, his initiative to get people to start voting and then him. The fact that he's not afraid except for one time with China, which is going to stick in his resume because he did not address that right. You can't be out here caking up, which is kind of his fault. Um, Cause he's a global superstar. He's willing I don't to know what happened
1: it. with that. I, I wasn't, I wasn't into that. Uh...
0: So Daryl Morey, the general manager of, uh, of, of the Rockets was like, Hey, free Hong Kong. Remember when those protests were popping off all the time before COVID. Now they're back again. He's like free Hong Kong. Right. And then, uh, lebron james was basically i can't remember exactly what he said but he he just dis, he disparaged daryl morey and he said he didn't know all the facts and stuff and i was like lebron that ain't a good look because your shoes are being made in china by was it sweatshops things like that and the fact that you're willing to obviously be fight for civil rights for black people civil rights and all that stuff in america and you're a global superstar and the first time he's really his first chance to talk about international rights he straight fucked it up
1: i mean i mean want to get into that that war neither though luther like when you think you're quiet, right it's like you're right so then you never what's going that. on in america i feel that right
0: but he never should have said nothing he never should have said nothing there what because he wait a minute.
1: did somebody ask
0: him he was asked what he could have said is like look i don't know enough about the topic yet but Let me what do... he said,
1: though.
0: no no but the way he his tone the what he's i can't remember exactly what he said but he was roundly criticized for it and then and then it's 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 just the fact that he's basically he he got in his own way, he, he sounded like a hypocrite, which was all the right. thing. It's like look, I don't I, I don't so, know. What, I, so he
1: was supposed to he was supposed to ride for Hong Kong. In other words, that that would have been the best thing for him to do was to, to say based on his yeah. history.
0: Yeah, based on his history, that's basically where he should have went. And I understood that if he was hesitant to talk about it, because first of all, China be making him a lot of money. Okay, that's a lot of bread he making from China, yeah. right? So my thing was just like, look, I don't think what I'm was the in the the problem
1: rocket. with Hong Kong though? Like, what was what was their problem? So, if you could give me in a couple of sentences. So
0: Hong Kong, uh, there was this new bill that was introduced in Hong Kong, which was basically like, if you talk crap about the Chinese government, you can get extradited to China to face charges. Okay. Right. So they're, and a, then, communist
1: com- they're a communist country. They're country, right? Yeah,
0: but Hong Kong is is te- it's a part of China, but it's also not a part of China.
1: Okay. If you get right. So okay. Uh,
0: so there is this there is like even in the in the way the government's run it's like pro uh china pro-democracy kind of thing so there was massive protests around it right to the point where I mean, you literally saw hong kong streets like if this was like if this was happening during covid people just like yo hong kong just go people in Hong kong just gonna die that's mm-hmm. the way look and it was like they were violent whatever and then um the nba was playing in the preseason there and in, in mm-hmm. uh in in China, they're going to go play against the China teams in a way to kind of raise the NBA's profile internationally, especially in a huge market like China, which a lot of companies are going to. There's <laughs> a lot of money to be made in China. So, there are more shoots out of the street supporting the Hong Kong protests. And of course, they're going to go to LeBron because LeBron's outspoken, he's out here for civil rights. Then, what he says was terrible, was, was terrible b- based on his history, where well, he could have been like, Look, I don't live in China, I can't be really put- politics. That's what he could have said. People would have been mad about him, but he's not wrong. LeBron don't live in China. He's like, I don't know enough about China. I'm really only coming here for business. So, yeah. what you want me to say? I mean, give me a second. Hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second.
1: Imagine, that's a very
0: like rough overview of everything that I'm saying. If you figure what I mean? Yeah. I just want to know
1: what he said. I gotta, exactly.
0: I got to go back into it and, and like basically re kind of oh, okay, review. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Say so LeBron speak for the first time. Since the NBA trip to China said Daryl Morey was misinformed about the ramifications of his tweet and not educated on the situation. I, you know, I'm saying, man, look, I'm not educated on the situation to speak like that is a very, I would so hear me out. Mm -hmm. I would want that from my athlete Mm -hmm. to not speak from a standpoint of emotion. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I would want you to be. Very, very well grounded and well rounded on the on the situation at hand. Before you talk about it, I think he elevated the status of athletes speaking out on political situations in that regard. Shut the hell up until you know what the hell's going on, and then when you know what the hell's going on, talk your shit. You know what I mean?
0: I think it was just fact. Most of the Western world supports Hong Kong, and it looks like they're basically fighting for their kind of a right to be to stay kind of democratic. So at, okay. at only, what worked against LeBron was just his history. It was just his history of supporting civil rights. That's what worked against him.
1: Yeah, but but that's his. That LeBron put his own mask on first before he put somebody else's mask on, mm-hmm. or helped them put their mask on.
0: That's mind I mean. yeah, mind you, it didn't What's affect doing? LeBron in the long term. People don't even really speak about it anymore. You know.
1: That's what I'm saying. yeah. You
0: but it, it, I think it was just at the time it was like, man, all this stuff's going on. Like, they are literal people getting killed and fighting for their rights in Hong Kong. And the one time you get a real big um, athlete who uses his platform, which what a lot of people would say, the right way to highlight social issues. The one time he could do it internationally, internationally, he, he straight said, I'm going to go over there. <laughs> it's like, Daryl messed up and I'm going to go over there. And, and then it was roundly criticized. Not just like, obviously, in America, but Internationally, he was criticized because people people are going to listen to what uh, LeBron's going to say. Yeah,
1: which is why he ain't came out with nothing about Dwayne Wade and his kid, and that's that's
0: oh, that's something. I I, I mean, we're over two hours. We I mean, we can can go through it if you, you want. You know what?
1: We can you talk about it. that. We can talk about that on the fatherhood podcast. Oh yeah, that involves fatherhood.
0: As I was, I was gonna say that's something I've I've been very interested because I know you've taken a stance on it. I don't know enough even about the transgender community to even have, and I've been trying to learn the whole time because, man, that's something that seems incredibly brave and things like that. But they're also I, the medical kind of problems. I have too, gay, I have gay clients mm-hmm. who
1: have brought in their friends who are a part of the trans community just because you know I don't want to offend my client one day by saying some wrong shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you pay my bills, right? So I yeah. was like, I actually put it out there to them to say, hey, educate me on this situation. You know what I mean? That way I can understand moving forward how to not offend or make you feel oppressed. But I also want you to know I'm not advocating for you. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? And that's that's the, that's the 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 balance there. It's like I'm not going to cause harm to you, but mm-hmm. I'm also not going to fight for you. You know what I mean? I
0: also Yeah. I also think this is one of the topics that's new to kind of black people, so to speak, in terms of I me, mean, like, publicly. Like, we've yeah. never had, um like, a, a famous black celebrity kind of have a trans kid like this and be so open with it. And, like, mm-hmm. really, like I think black people for the first time, we've seen it with white families, right? We've seen it with white families, like, oh, this is how they're doing it, this is how they approach it. And then for the first time, black people shit, we don't do that, that stuff for real I've normally, man. It's, that's what I mean. So black people don't really know how to like, <laughs> react to that. <laughs> no, that's man. a whole separate conversation. But it is. Uh, it is. Let's let's wind let's wind this show down. Uh, Wesley, I yeah. just want you to love you, but we just you know like everybody yeah. with me. Not problems with some some of the things you do, but we still love you. All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the You Can Miss Me with that podcast. I believe. Hold up. This is episode technically uh, seventy nine. Yeah, episode seventy nine. But in total, I've done over. um, 90 over 90 this is technically um the 90th the 98th episode in total Because wow. bonus pods I've told stories on here this is the 98th yeah. one I got something special planned for episode 100, episode 100. that's so, what's
1: up I'm, I'm gonna
0: tune in Yeah. so thank you so much Arma for hopping on this has been fun no to doubt. talk and talk about all these issues And we left and we already know we already left so much on the table we could have kept going yeah yeah and we, yeah
1: and, and the we, beautiful like, part about it is man we um we may not agree on everything, but we definitely can hear each other's perspective to understand and and be well rounded in the whole worldview of everything that's going on, man. So that's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, you got to be able to take other people's perspectives, and then like what you said about how most white women didn't vote for Hillary Clinton in the mm-hmm. thing. So I said that, I was like, oh, I knew some white women vote voted for Trump. Because I mean, they talk about it all the time on CNN or whatever news station, or whatever. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was that big of a trend. So I'm obviously I'm gonna go back and look because I'm like I want to yeah. know what you're talking about to be yeah, able to yeah, yeah to see what you to see what you said and be able to kind of go back and do your own kind of confirmation research, so to speak. Because, because you don't wanna, yeah, you you don't want to you don't want to walk into it and try to talk on a topic and you're not prepared, or you're not ready for it.
2: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. especially
0: if just being introduced to it to be able to kind of you got to be able to take criticism give criticism and then be able to just have a productive conversation and yeah, that's how we grow this man that's how we grow like you said so yeah. guys if you have any questions for Armand or myself you can like we say you see on the ticker on the bottom you can leave a voicemail or text the podcast at 805-539-2698 you can email the podcast at myycmwt at gmail.com you can also follow the, the podcast on Facebook and Twitter at YCMWT. You can also listen to Armand's podcast, available on most platforms. He's going to add more soon, like iHeart. He's going to add more. Yeah. Uh, uh, something for Fathers. Yeah, It's yep. a great podcast, especially for all the fathers out there. Like T-Money, we need you on that podcast. Go listen to it. Yeah, we got to
1: get T-Money on the podcast.
0: T-Money, yeah, we gotta- before I didn't have no
1: kids. So mm-hmm. he's definitely going to talk about some stories of you know, you for Armand
0: so. Yeah, so Armand, if right. people want to get in contact With you, uh, how can they get in contact um, With
1: you? Facebook, the name Armand Banks Instagram, the name Armand Banks I've been blessed to get my name on all these social media platforms, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know how hard it is yeah. to just get your name. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you got your name. Like I don't think nobody's yeah. name is Luther O'Kale. Is yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm yeah. pretty chill on that. <laughs> yeah. You're pretty chill on that. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So, yeah. so Armand Banks on everything, bro. Um, yeah. And then you know I'm just on Facebook and Instagram. I don't really be on too much of nothing else. I'm starting to get on Twitter more. So um, I need. I don't know my name on Twitter. That's how. I, that's how much I know. I'm not on there as much, but. Facebook,
0: Instagram—that's where I am my most um, active and petty. So. Oh, I, I um, make sure uh, you go subscribe to his podcast. Also, subscribe to mine too, please. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> but and leave uh,
2: reviews. Leave reviews. Yeah, leave
0: reviews. Those those reviews, those star ratings—they really do count towards yeah. something. And and all all those reviews let us uh, get better at what we do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, th- yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, make sure you keep up, and also if you're in Texas and you need a cut, there's only one man you should go to. His name is Armand. Hey, you're in Dad. Dallas. You're in oh, Dallas. My, my big You got to come to. Hey, Dallas hey, no, 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 to no, 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 y- y- <laughs> hey, Y'all, you live in Texas. Y'all gotta go to him. He got kids. Yeah, okay? yeah, kid yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't be going yeah. places. But I'm yeah, telling you,
1: I'm to Houston.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, he will take care of you. If you come to him, he will take care of you. Okay, I've seen that man's work firsthand. Had me leaving. High school, look, high school. have me leaving college, college, fresh, Appreciate
1: fresh, you, fresh.
0: Appreciate so, it. thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for no doing that, man.
1: Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for giving me the platform. All
0: right, let's speak on after about how to get how to work the other details we got. Okay. Uh, okay. It. All right, man. Take care of yourself. You guys, stay safe. Bye, guys. Say goodbye to people. Keep <laughs>